It's time for Louisville City FC. It's full time. Louisville wins a second consecutive cup. Right here on ESPN Louisville. Six players in the wall for L.A. It's Niall McCabe. He goes for a goal and he scores. Niall McCabe around the wall. Now live from Lynn Family Stadium, here's Jeff Milby and Casey Whitfield. On this crisp first Friday of fall, Louisville City has what will perhaps be their final high-profile test of this regular season. In first place in the USL's Eastern Conference, Lou City hosts second place Memphis 901 tonight, who are hot on their heels, just five points back with a game in hand. The playoff picture in the Eastern Conference has grown pretty clear to this point in the season. Unlike the Western Conference, the teams that will make up the seven-team field are now set. The only question, where will they finish in the pecking order? Tonight, the two teams vying for the top overall seed in the conference and a bye in the first week of the playoffs come together. I'm Jeff Milby. Casey Whitfield is alongside. And Casey, we've said it a number of times this season with Louisville City. They've had a number of one-versus-two games, it seems. Notably, the last time these two teams met, it was a one-versus-two game back in July. Uh, but it makes it simple for us up here in the booth because the stakes are so clear. Lou City five points clear of Memphis right now. Memphis with a game in hand. They control their own destiny. If they win out, including winning tonight, they will take that number one overall seed. That is what is at stake with tonight's result, is that number one seed in the Eastern Conference and a bye in the playoffs. 100%. This is a huge matchup because of just that, trying to get that number one seed, trying to see if they can get the home field advantage, see so can get the bye in the first game. And like you said, Memphis is in the driver's seat in this situation, in, in my opinion, because they are in full control. They win out, and they win it. They, they're, they're first. Lou City, if they were to lose, they would have to then see how Memphis does in the remainder of their game. So Lou City has to come out and take care of business, and it's going to be a huge test because this Memphis team is a feisty, feisty team who is extremely talented. And, of course, the top overall seed, the regular season title in the USL Championship, also still up for grabs. Lou City currently four points back of San Antonio, and those two teams are even on games played. Uh, but this game coming to you from Lynn Family Stadium in Butchertown in Louisville, Kentucky, and the headline for Louisville City, Casey, in terms of the team that we will see on the field tonight, it is that Brian Ombi is unavailable they're holding him from this game because of some tightness in his hamstring. I was told pregame that were this a playoff game, we probably would be seeing Brian Ombi tonight. So it's just a precaution that's keeping him out of the lineup. But it's still a significant miss against a dangerous Memphis team. Ombi, eight goals, I beg your pardon, nine goals now and four assists after he scored last week against Loudoun United. He has been arguably the MVP of this Louisville City team, and he will be a big miss tonight. We always say it's like fine wine. He just gets better with age. And... While I think it's a big miss to not have him in this match, I think it's the right decision. I think because you know you are going to the playoffs, that is what's most important. Is this game important? Absolutely. Do you want to win this game to get first? Absolutely. But is it worth losing Brian Ombi for the entire playoffs because of an injury? Not at all. I think you're, you have enough depth on this team to be able to cycle in some players, get some players a few more minutes, try some different formations, move some players around, see if you can continue to come up with different attacking threats and different ways to attack. That I, I don't think it's 
good, a smart idea to force Omi to play. I think it's the best decision to hold him out, let him rest, let him recover, and then so he can be completely fresh and ready to go. I completely agree with you to that point. But tonight, it makes it all the more difficult for Louisville City. Oh, absolutely. Because Ray Serrano is also unavailable tonight, showing a red card late in that win over Loudoun United here uh, at home last weekend. So Louisville City, without that speedy winger down the right side, will likely see Jorge Gonzalez out there tonight as he is starting. And, of course, the starting lineups will come your way just before kickoff at the top of the hour. Uh, But... Whether it's Serrano or Ownby on the field, Louisville City relies a ton on the speed of those players, particularly Ownby. And so that's going to be an adjustment tonight to not have that speedy outlet player, particularly down that right wing. And like I said, it's going to force Louisville City to have to play a little bit different than what they're used to playing. They're used to having that speed, used to pulling wide, used to utilizing that space on the width. Jorge Gonzalez is not going to be a player that's going to stay wide the entire game. You're going to see him tuck inside quite a bit. But what that's going to do is it's going to open up space for Manny Perez. So I think we're going to see a lot more of Manny Perez getting up and down that sideline because Lucity does have outside backs who are so good at getting forward, who are so aggressive in the attack. Missing Brian Ombi and Ray Serrano is going to open up the door for the outside backs to have to get more involved in this game. So, again, that's the headline. No Brian Ombi tonight for Louisville City, but it is number one versus number two in the USL Championships Eastern Conference. Kickoff set for 8 o'clock. We'll have all of the action for you here on ESPN Louisville. And when we come back after this first timeout, we'll look back at the last time these two teams met. It was also a number one versus number two matchup back in July, and it was a memorable one, a 2-1 win for Louisville City. We'll talk about that and how it affects tonight's game when we return, you're listening to Louisville City Soccer as they host Memphis 901 in these this top two matchup in the Eastern Conference, and you're listening to it here on ESPN Louisville. With the Kroger Plus card, it's easy to get lower than low prices for the win. And for every dollar you spend, you earn fuel points, which can add up to $1 per gallon off at the pump for the win. Plus, save every day on groceries and get personalized digital coupons for the win. The Kroger Plus Card. All you do is win. Big, big savings. Sign up now at Kroger.com and start saving. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Savings may vary by state. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, I'm a coroner. It can be a tough job. But you know what makes it even tougher? Seeing people senselessly die because they didn't bother to use their seatbelts. Or senselessly die because they got distracted by their phone. Be safe, Kentucky. Buckle up and put the phone down. Because by the time I see you, it's too late. Paid with funds through the Kentucky Office of Highway Safety. A Germantown gem for pegs is the place to be this spring and summer. Daily preparations by award-winning chef Chris Williams and crew include their well-known smoked meats such as their infamous smoked bologna sandwich and ever-changing flavored wings. And don't forget to check out their new beautiful patio where you can enjoy the full menu and bar. Some special offerings include Wing Wednesdays, Trivia Sundays, and Late Night Happy Hours. Four Pegs also features a food truck and catering for hire. It's Four Pegs. They have what you crave. 1053 Goss Avenue. At UofL Health Urgent Care Plus, the plus makes all the difference. You get convenient, world-renowned care that's backed by a network of academic expertise. Less wait time plus more advanced technology. Compassionate care, plus no appointment necessary. It all adds up to a smart choice for the best care close by. So don't put your health on hold. That's the power of you. Visit uoflhealth.org. 
You're listening to Louisville City FC pre-match coverage on ESPN Louisville. Now, here's Jeff Milby and Casey Whitfield. Welcome back to Lynn Family Stadium, where once again it is number one in the East versus number two in the East, a potential Eastern Conference preview if all goes according to plan, and certainly a big fight between these two clubs for that top spot in the Eastern Conference and a bye in the first week of the playoffs. Louisville City hosting Memphis 901. A win tonight for Louisville City would be the 20th of their season, and that would be the first time in club history, in their eighth year of their history, that a Louisville City team has reached that mark. And if Louisville City were to win the game tonight, it would also equal their best-ever point total for a regular season at 66 that uh, that mark came back in 2018 so not just a place in the standings on the line but particularly some history for louisville city on the line tonight these two teams met in a very contentious affair back on july 16th down in memphis tennessee it was a two-to-one victory for louisville city both of the goals scored by brian ownby the player we highlighted in the first segment who is missing tonight's game on his 32nd birthday, that game was back on July 16th. Louisville City coming from behind in a game that saw 11 total cards, including three red cards, two of them shown to Memphis, one to Louisville City. And so Danny Cruz this week in his media availability, the Louisville City head coach, reflected back on what his team can take from that game and bring it into this one. I think we can take a lot from it because the, that grit and that energy and that mentality is going to be needed on, on Friday. You know, the one thing is there was plenty of, uh, of bickering going on on the field and, uh, you know, a lot of different things back and forth. And for me, I want the, I want the players to bring the right mentality, and I, I know they will, um, and, and not worry about all the, the, the dumb stuff, not get caught up in it. We don't need to. Uh, we we want to look to play our football on our field, at home, in front of our fans. Um, but, but the one big thing we can certainly take away from that game is the bite and the energy and the fight that we had for one another. You heard it there, Danny Cruz referring to the dumb stuff. Some trash talk was the subject of another question that was sent his way during media availability this week, and he says Memphis likes to talk. I mean, listen, I, I've had multiple guys come into you know into my office talking about it. You know, they're all of them are speaking quite a bit when they're on the field. So you know, for me, it's it's focus on us, focus on playing the football we want to play don't get caught up in that so there is it uh, there you have it from danny cruz <laughs> you'd have to think though that that is going to play a big factor in this game tonight casey if you remember that game from back on july 16th chippy to say the least i mean at many points particularly in the first half of that game it was downright ugly it was just a slugfest a physical battle and memphis now on the road coming into lynn family stadium looking to unseat loose city at the top of the conference standings They've got a lot to prove. They've got a chip on their shoulder. And I think, to Danny Cruz's points, the game between the eyes in the head will be as much of a factor tonight as the game played physically with the ball at their feet. I couldn't agree more. That game, I mean, there were three red cards. I think if I say that statement, that explains the chippiness, the way that that game played out. And then hearing the players talk about how Memphis was – talking all kinds of nonsense all up in their ear and stuff during the game, that's going to play a huge factor on your performance. And so it's critical, especially tonight, where this game has huge implications for both teams, 
to try to just completely tune that out. And it's really hard to do. And it's going to be a true test for Lou City because if they're able to tune that out and focus on their game, like Danny said, and control what they can control, they're going to be successful. But if they allow Memphis to get into their heads, it's just going to weaken them because while soccer is a lot of physical ability, it's just as much, if not more, mental. And if you get out of the game mentally, you lose a lot of your physical ability. And that's where the veteran presence of this Louisville City team will, you would think, come to the fore tonight. Again, so many players on this team that have been longtime participants uh, for Louisville City. One of them, Paolo Del Piccolo, who will get the start tonight. And again, the starting lineups will come your way in full at the top of the hour just before kickoff. Del Piccolo, a ninth-year player, ninth year as a professional. He's made over 220 appearances as a pro. And he's in his sixth year with Louisville City, a longtime captain for this club. Tonight will be his 173rd appearance in league play for Louisville City FC. But I bring him up, Casey, because he's had a bit of an odd season for him. He's a veteran at this stage of his career, 31 years of age. He has played only 90 minutes. He's only played the full 90 minutes in a game once in the last 24 games in which he's appeared. That came back on a, or that's a stretch that dates to April 10th. And in terms of his last 15 appearances, he's only played 45 or more minutes in six of his last 15 appearances. So he's a player that has had to take a significant step back in terms of his time on the field because of his advancing age. But you would think his veteran leadership, he's a fiery player. We see him so often get into the faces of, of opposing players and referees as well. His emotional advantage that he brings to Louisville City, while he'll have to keep himself in check, that may play a factor in this game, given the chippiness, given the chirpiness that we expect to see from Memphis tonight. Well, and players take on all different roles throughout the careers, and how players have long careers is the willingness to take on different roles and the willingness to be a different type of player throughout your career. And that's exactly what Paulo Del Piccolo has had to do. He's ebbed and flowed through different types of roles, different leadership, and now he's in a role where he is a massive leader and he steps up when his team needs him. And tonight his team's going to need him. And one of those ways is by standing up for his team, keeping his emotions in check. Although he does say, I say it all the time, he's best friends with the referee. That's probably going to be put to the test tonight because I do think he is a player that is lets his emotions sometimes get the best of him. And so I'm hoping he'll be able to keep it in check and yet still defend his team and be a true leader out there so he doesn't get a red card or anything along those lines. But I'm very interested to see how this is going to play out. So, again, it's Memphis at Louisville tonight here from Lynn Family Stadium in Butchertown. A game with high stakes, number one versus number two. And to some degree, I think it's safe to say a burgeoning rivalry, at least between the players on the field, given the emotional history that we've already seen one time this season back in July. We've got about eight minutes until kickoff. The crowd filing in nicely as a bit of a drizzle now is actually coming down here at Lynn Family Stadium on what is a chilly, crispy first Friday of this fall. When we return after this break, Casey Whitfield has her keys to the game, and then after a final break of the pregame, we will have the starting lineups and all of the action for you. Again, it's Memphis at Louisville City, and you're listening to it here on ESPN Louisville.
Here are five big reasons to buy a Toyota Camry. It's built in the USA. Camry's got style and innovation. It's America's best-selling car. The electrified Camry Hybrid has a driving range over 600 miles. And the number one reason, the great fuel savings. At an EPA-estimated 52 MPG, Camry Hybrid could save you thousands in fuel costs over the next five years versus the average new vehicle. Get details of all offers and fuel savings at buyatoyota.com. Toyota. Let's go places. At Cooper's Craft, we know the barrel makes the bourbon. That's why we make the barrels. Our master coopers raise our barrels by hand, then toast and char the white oak to craft distinct expressions. From the gentle character of our original 82.2 proof to our bold barrel reserve, 100 proof. We use our barrel expertise to build better bourbon from the ground up. Cooper's Craft, drink responsibly. Cooper's Craft Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. 41.1 to 50% alcohol by volume. Brown Foreman, Louisville, Kentucky. Ellison Bodenhausen Orthopedics has cared for University of Louisville athletes and all of Kentuckiana for more than 50 years. From physical therapy to total joint replacement, Ellison Bodenhausen offers the highest quality orthopedic service. Ellison Bodenhausen guarantees same-day appointments. Whether your little one was injured on the playground or ball field, your significant other got hurt at work, or your elderly parent is suffering from aches and pains, book an appointment at enbortho.com. Proud supporter of U of L Athletics and you. Book your appointment today at enbortho.com. UPS warehouse workers can earn a living and a degree through our range of education assistance programs, which include up to $25,000 in tuition assistance per lifetime, academic bonuses, and more. And right now, we're hiring at the Louisville Worldport at a rate of up to $21 an hour. Pick your package and shift your life today. Visit upsjobs.com or text LUKY to 47404 to learn more. That's L-O-U-K-Y to 47404. Make the shift, make a difference. Jefferson Animal Hospital and Regional Emergency Center has been serving Louisville and Southern Indiana communities open 24 hours, 365 days for emergency and routine examinations. Does your pet currently need vaccines? A middle-of-the-night appointment provides the same high-quality care and affordable cost as a regular mid-afternoon appointment. At Jefferson Animal 24-Hour Hospital, doctors and trained staff are always here to care for your pet. Schedule your pet's next checkup at jeffersonanimalhospital.com. With the Kroger Plus card... Welcome back. Final segment of the pregame here. We've got about four and a half minutes to go before kickoff. The referees have emerged from the tunnel. The fans are on their feet as the two teams are about to emerge from the tunnel. But that gives us plenty of time to hear from Casey Whitfield, who has her keys to tonight's game. Tonight, Lou City has to be exciting in the final third. We do so well in the buildup to the final third, but then struggle to find the back of the net during the run of play. So we have to be more aggressive in our goal-scoring mentality so we can be more exciting and put some more goals in the back of the net to reward all of our hard work. Next, aware of runners. Last game, we conceded two goals to unmarked runners running through the back line. We have to make sure we're communicating those runners and aware of them so we don't allow those runners to have easy looks on goal. And then finally, manage emotions. We talked about a little bit in the previous segment. We know this game is going to get choppy, and Memphis is a team that likes to talk a lot of smack on the field. So we have to make sure we're keeping our emotions in check and focusing on the things that we can control, which are the way that we play and the way we respond to what's happening on the field. 
Memphis emerging from the locker room, wearing all white tonight. Louisville City will be shortly to follow. It's building up nicely. A decent crowd is filed in as well on this Friday night. We'll play under the lights at Lynn Family Stadium. We'll bring you the starting lineups and kickoff after this final pregame commercial break. It's Louisville City against Memphis 901 FC, and it is coming to you live here on ESPN Louisville. With the Kroger Plus card, it's easy to get lower than low prices for the win. And for every dollar you spend, you earn fuel points, which can add up to $1 per gallon off at the pump for the win. Plus, save every day on groceries and get personalized digital coupons for the win. The Kroger Plus card. All you do is win. Big, big savings. Sign up now at Kroger.com and start saving. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Savings may vary by state. Fuel restrictions apply. From their first steps to their first dance. High chairs to high school. At Norton Children's, we know that when you're a parent, one thing stays the same through every stage. Their health is the most important thing in the world to you, which is why it's the only thing we do. Caring just for kids, for all the little things, the big things, and everything in between. NortonChildrens.com slash just for kids for all the care along the way. Nansen Craft Florist, family owned and operated in Louisville since 1850. A local one-stop shop for flowers, whether it's for a special occasion or no reason at all. Nansen Craft Florist, 141 Breckenridge Lane. Call 502-897-6551 for nationwide shipping and same-day local delivery for any occasion. Online at nansencraft.com. Remember, you don't need a reason to brighten someone's day with beautiful flowers from Nansen Craft. Proud partner of Louisville City FC. As a sponsor of Lou City FC, LG&E is proud to empower sweet passes, monster saves, and in our humble opinion, the most loyal, rowdiest, loudest fans anywhere. And when we're not... <clears throat> and when we're not cheering on the players, we're working hard for our customers with sustainability initiatives like SolarShare and electric vehicle charging stations. At LG&E, our energies go to scoring goals and to serving you. Learn more at lge-ku.com. You're listening to Louisville City FC pre-match coverage on ESPN Louisville. Now, here's Jeff Milby and Casey Whitfield. The two teams are out on the field. Just moments to go before kickoff tonight at Lynn Family Stadium. Time for us to bring you tonight's starting lineups, which are presented by Craft House Pizza. We will begin with the visitors this evening. Memphis 901, a record of 18-7-4, 58 points in the standings. That's good for second in the Eastern Conference of the USL Championship. One change from their 5 nothing win over Charleston last week as Leston Paul has been called into international duty with Trinidad and Tobago. He gives way to the Brazilian Lucas Turchi in the midfield. The back line will start with the goalkeeper Trey Muse, a Louisville native making the first professional start of his career in his hometown, a male high school product. The back line in front of him, Patrick Segrist, who saw red the last time these two teams played. Reek Bus- uh, I beg your pardon, Reese Buckmaster and Graham Smith are the center back pairing and Derek Dodson along the right for Memphis. We mentioned Turchi in the midfield. He's joined by the captain, Aaron Malloy, and then three attacking midfielders, Jeremy Kelly along the left, Luis Fernando along the right, and Laurent Kissiedou down the middle. They play in support of Philip Goodrum, who is the second-leading goal scorer in the USL Championship this season, the 25-year-old from Nashville with 19 goals. Memphis coached by Ben Perman. We are underway 
Memphis moving from right to left in the first half. Louisville City defending the goal to our left. It's out for a throw. I beg your pardon, a free kick, in fact, to Memphis as we bring you the Louisville City lineup. Two changes for Louisville City. Brian Ombi dropped for injury precaution, and Josh Winder called up to the U.S. men's U19 youth national team. He started today in a 4-3 win over Croatia. It is Kyle Morton in goal. Amadou Dia, the left back, Sean Tosh and Wes Sharpie, the center backs, and Manny Perez, the right back in the midfield, Tyler Gibson and Corbin Bone, along with Paolo Del Piccolo, as a free kick is whipped into the box, headed out of the area by Jorge Gonzalez. Kelly tries to bring it down for Memphis and sees it defended off of his feet and out of play for a throw. And then the attacking three for Louisville City, it's Enoch Matiti Mushagalusa along the left. Jorge Gonzalez will play along the right in place of Ownby, and Wilson Harris, who also scored Last weekend in that win over Loudoun United plays down the middle. Louisville City, of course, coached by Danny Cruz, a record of 19-5-6. That is good for first place in the Eastern Conference with 63 points. Our referee tonight, Gabriel Giusti, just his 12th, I beg your pardon, his 11th game of this season. He's managed now seven games in the USL Championship and four games at the MLS Next pro level ball in the louisville city penalty area a minute and a half gone by in this game kyle morton the goalkeeper plays it to the left center back tonight west sharpie as louisville tries to build out of the back under some pressure here from memphis it is amadou Dia, the left back back into the six yard box to the goalkeeper kyle morton a ball through on the ground down the middle to manny perez who has drifted into the middle of the field he drops it off to a defensive midfielder corbin bone and now west sharpie once again on the inside left louisville still knocking the ball around in their defensive half trying to break down this memphis pressure Ball over the top from Bone. Gonzalez gives chase. Out of his area is the goalkeeper, Muse, who heads it out of play. It's a throw to Louisville City on the far side. They're left in the attacking half, Casey. It's really good, patient, though, ball movement there from Lucity across the back line. Memphis is doing a good job applying a lot of high pressure, and Lucity very patiently moving it across the back line, getting Memphis moving, and then it finds the open ball over the top to Jorge Gonzalez. Just a little bit long for him to get on the end of it. Diagonal ball from the right center back, Sean Tosh, for Mushagalusa to chase. He heads it down to himself, just outside of the box on the left. Plays his cross to the near post, stabbed away by Smith for Memphis. His clearance goes past the far sideline. Another throw to Louisville City from their left, this time a bit nearer the corner flag in the final attacking third. It'll be Amadou Dia to take it. I like that long diagonal ball, though, to Mushagalusa. That's a really nice pass because it forces the defense to have to shift over very quickly. And Mushagalusa does well to get the cross off quickly. Well defended, though, by Memphis. Here's the throw into the box. Three minutes gone by. Over the head of Paolo Del Piccolo, headed away by Smith of Memphis. It's in the middle of the field, picked up there by Kelly for Memphis. He's trying to jumpstart the counterattack. It's back with Kelly now in the middle. Louisville dropping back defensively. Kelly now swings it to the near sideline to Patrick Segrist at left back. He's across midfield on the inside left channel. Plays it through to the forward, Philip Goodrum. He's on side. Goodrum is in on goal. Tries to play it through the legs of Kyle Morton. Couldn't get much power on the shot, and Sean Tosh is on to the ball now just in front of the goal line. A chance there for Philip Goodrum, but uh, good ultimate last defending there from Kyle Morton to make a difference. Loose City trying to break the other way. It's Mushagalusa through to Wilson Harris. Harris is all alone, top of the box on his right foot. Plays it now into his left foot, into the penalty area. Cuts it back to his right. Malloy there defending for Memphis, and Malloy gets the ball away. Really exciting end-to-end action, but on the first end, Memphis getting through on that through ball, not marking the runners. Goodrum was able to slip right through unmarked. Morton does really well to come out big and eliminate that attack, but have to be aware of the runners. And on the other hand, I think Wilson Harris held onto the ball for just a second too long, and if he is going to, he has to attack with a little bit more speed and aggression to not allow the Memphis back line to be able to drop.
drop in and recover. But what an exciting first five minutes. Absolutely. Totally and, and stuff. An offside flag here against Memphis. Goodrum offside this time. The last time down was a perfectly timed run. So it is a fifth third free kick to Louisville City. Four minutes, 20 seconds gone in this game. No score between the number one team in the Eastern Conference, Louisville, and the number two team in the standings in the conference, Memphis 9-0-1. It is Sean Tosh, the right center back for Louisville City, tries to play down the near sideline, the right for Louisville toward Jorge Gonzalez, who is playing on that right wing. It is defended out of play by Jeremy Kelly. It's a throw to Louisville City on the near side. They're right just in front of Danny Cruz and the Louisville bench. In for Manny Perez, touch to Bone from Harris. Bone across to the far side, the left to Mushigalusa in the penalty area on his right, goes for a goal. Punched away by Muse, still loose in the box. Kiseyadu plays it out behind. It is going to be a Vi-Fi corner kick to Louisville City, but Mushigalusa with the chance. And Trey Muse, the Louisville native, in goal tonight for Memphis with the stop. It starts with great vision on the ball from Corbin Bowden playing outside of the foot pass to find Mushigalusa. Mushigalusa did a good job cutting it back inside. Gets really good power on the shot. And I love Wilson Harris followed it, but it just missed Wilson Harris. Great save from Trey Muse, though. Vi-Fi corner kick from the near side. The right for Louisville City. It'll be an outswinger off the right foot of Jorge Gonzalez. He stands behind it, now approaches it. Here comes the corner. It's played low to the top of the box. Manny Perez has a hit, but it's wide. In the end, well worked from Louisville City. Perez drifting toward the corner flag. Played to him on the ground by Gonzalez, just on the right edge of the D of the penalty area. And Manny Perez, who has not scored, just drug his shot a little bit wide of the far post. It was a great shot. He made great contact on the ball, and it's a very difficult shot because the ball is coming in at one angle, and you have to get enough power on it to put it towards a completely different angle and not kick it over the goal. He does very well to stay over top of it. Again, just pushes it a little bit far wide. Mushigalusa was almost able to get a deflection on the end of that, but I like that corner kick set piece. Just one goal in the career of Manny Perez for Louisville City. This is his fourth year as a professional. His only goal came back with North Carolina in USL League One in 2020. Memphis coming forward wearing all white tonight. Louisville City in the all purples. Traditional looks for both teams. Uh, black numerals and trim for Memphis with white shirts, shorts, and socks. Louisville with the purple shorts, shirts, and socks. White numerals and trim for them. A throw to Memphis on the near sideline there left. Segrist puts it in play. It's all the way back to the right center back, Smith. Uh, Smith now plays it to Dodson, the right back. He whips in across, deflected at the top of the area by Amadou Dia. It is now with Kisedu in the midfield for Memphis. To the near side, Segrist defended by Gonzalez. Through to the near side with Lucas Turchi, the Brazilian. His cross to the top of the six-yard box and off of his line is Kyle Morton. A bit of an awkward bounce, but he was able to collect it. It just looked like it hit the turf as Morton slid out to try and claim it. But he picks up the ball and will now play it out of the back for Louisville City. And I think you nailed it. Right as Morton was coming out to get it, it took a bounce. But Morton got a good job getting his body behind it. So when it does take the bounce, it's just going to go right to him. But great, great awareness from him to be able to recognize that he has to come out and get on the end of that cross because if not, it was going to fall right to a Memphis player. Louisville City trying to play to the top of the formation, but Harris couldn't bring it down. Instead, it is Malloy for Memphis, the captain coming forward through the middle. Now on the far sideline, Dodson, the right back for Memphis, plays it to 
Uh, Graham Smith, the right center back, and now at left center back, Reese Buckmaster in the Memphis half. On the near side, the left back, Segrist, tries to play it through down the near sideline in the air to Kelly, intercepted there by Louisville City's Manny Perez, and now Louisville takes over in possession with their defensive midfielder, Tyler Gibson. He plays it on the ground to the near side, Jorge Gonzalez. He dribbles 20 yards into the attack. Now veers into the middle of the field, drops it off backward to Gibson into the center circle. Now Corbin Bone under pressure from Philip Goodrum. Goodrum giving chase. A couple of shoves into the back of Bone. Bone returns the favor. Goodrum goes over in a heap like he was clobbered in the face. It was a light touch in truth. And the referee has now stopped play because Goodrum is down on the ground holding his face. And there, the first time, eight and a half minutes into this game, Casey, we talked so much about it in the pregame. There's a little of that chippiness that we expected to see. And it's a man who has been one of the instigators for Memphis all season, Philip Goodrum, getting into it there with Corbin Bone of Louisville City. Well, and I think the ref has handled this very nicely. He actually is calling the foul on Goodrum here because the first foul, the first contact was on Goodrum. Yes, Corbin Bone did get him on the second contact, but the ref did very well to come over and handle this properly. Might have maybe gotten a few tips from like a, a little bird or something that this game could get a little bit chippy because he has been on it right away. And so I think it's the right decision. But you're right, starting off right off the bat, we're, st- we're going to see how the rest of this game is going to go. And the referee again tonight, Gabrielle Giusti, has called on the trainers. So Goodrum will have to come off of the field as he applies a towel to his brow, still making his way off the field. And as you said, Casey, the foul was called ultim- ultimately against Goodrum of Memphis. So it is a fifth, third free kick here to Louisville City. It'll come in their defensive half on the inside right, taken there by Sean Tosh. Plays it on the ground to Gibson in the middle, and now the left center back, Wes Sharpie, into the attacking half on the inside left. Clips it over the top to Musha Galusa, but an errant pass far too out in front of Musha Galusa. It bounces past the far sideline, a throw to Memphis, and now Goodrum returns to the action after that brief pause in play. So Memphis, the throw on the far side. They're right in their defensive half, and it comes nearly 10 minutes gone in this first half in a scoreless game. I feel like this game has just been so exciting to the start that neither team has been able to settle into any sort of rhythm. I do feel that Lucidi has had the better of the possession, but you can't imagine that this game is going to stay this high pace for the entire 90 minutes. Yeah, the 10 minutes has flown by. Maybe a chance here for Memphis. It is Segrist. He drops it off to Kelly on the inside left in the attacking end just outside of the box. Into the middle now, Malloy, the captain, the midfielder, drops it off backward as he's pushed backward by Wilson Harris of Louisville City. Now Buckmaster, the left center back. Smith, the right center back. They're continuing to move backward. Now Malloy on the inside right, still in the defensive half, and he gives it away. Intercepted by Mushagalusa. Forward to Bone, now backward to Gibson. Gibson turns onto his left foot under pressure from Luis Fernando. Backward to Amadou Dia. To Gibson once again, and now Wes Sharpie, the left center back for Louisville City. Under pressure from Goodrum. Goodrum slides in with a challenge, an illegal one, and a foul has been called the second in the last couple of minutes against Philip Goodrum, and so it will be another fifth-third free kick to Louisville City. On the far side, they're left just a yard in from the far sideline. They take it on the ground and take it quickly. It's Gibson in the middle. Uh, ball in the air to the near sideline from the middle of the field to Manny Perez in the attacking half. He just sits down to himself. Drips, drifts backwards, plays it there on the ground to Sean Tosh, under pressure from Turchi. Toch plays it long down the near sideline in the air. Gonzalez, good hustle to keep it in play, but couldn't control it and find a teammate. Memphis takes over, and it's at the top of their penalty area defensively with Smith. He plays it to the far sideline with Dodson, under pressure from Musa Galusa, uh, plays it forward toward Luis Fernando, intercepted there, though, by Amadou Dia, and now Louisville takes over in possession. Casey? I love how quickly Louisville City is moving the ball back and forth. I think that's allowed them to create these pockets of space in the Memphis defense, and that's what's allowed them to break them down. Now it just comes down to be a little bit sharper on those 
cross-line passes or those splitting passes, that's where they're losing possession a little bit. And if they can sharpen that up, they'll be able to get a few more opportunities in the final third. Terrific flow and pace to this game. 12 minutes gone. Lucity on the attack after a foul that gave them a fifth-third free kick. Mushaglusa on the far sideline, dribbles against two players, has it taken off of his feet and ultimately cleared away by Memphis. Uh, by the right back, Dotson. It will be a throw to Louisville City on the far side. The Louisville left in from Dia to Mushigalusa. Tries to turn. Has it knocked off of his feet where it's picked up by Gibson in the midfield for Louisville. Now Manny Perez puts a cross into the box. Headed away by a Memphis defender. Only as far as Gibson in the middle of the field. Louisville still with the attack in the attacking half. Sharpie, the left center back, coming well forward. At the far sideline, the left back, Amadou Dia, sizing up across, dribbling in. Plays it top of the box to Bone. Bone on his right foot, tries to thread it through to Wilson Harris. Stabbed away by a Memphis defender, but still with Louisville City on the second ball. Tyler Gibson, but Gibson gives it away. It is a turnover picked up by Lucas Turchi. Turchi trying to play it through to a teammate. Intercepted for a moment by Louisville City, and now it's back with Memphis. They have it in their defensive half with their midfielder, Kisyedu. And the minute that... Loose City turns the ball over. They're applying all kinds of pressure to Memphis, and that's what's allowed them to turn them over a few times in better positions and get kind of a second opportunity on their attack. 13 minutes gone. No score between Louisville and Memphis at Lynn Family Stadium in Louisville, Kentucky. And pressure from Paolo Del Piccolo there forced an errant ball from Reese Buckmaster. He sends it out of play as he tried to play it long. So from Memphis's possession out of Louisville's from a throw on the near sideline, just standing over top of the midfield stripe is Manny Perez, the right back. Down the near sideline to Wilson Harris, heads it back into the middle of the field where it's picked up by Aaron Malloy of Memphis. Still with Malloy after he receives a ball in return, but now he gives it away. A short pass intended for Dotson, intercepted there by Musha Galusa, but then Malloy picks it up himself, cleans up his error, takes it off of Musha Galusa's feet. Malloy a long diagonal now to the near sideline. Kelly was making the run. Goodrum there as well, picked up by Louisville City's Tosh, and now Gibson comes forward for Louisville City just in, at midfield. Gonzalez shoved from behind from Kissiedu, and it's a foul against Memphis's midfielder, and it'll be a fifth-third free kick to Louisville City. And this game is so chippy that it makes me wonder, is Lou City trying to play a very high-paced game so they can avoid some of this contact, some fouls, some knocks, some hard tackles? Because it seems that any time a Lou City player holds onto the ball for too long, they're taking a hit, they're going into a tough challenge. So by moving the ball quickly, they're avoiding the, that contact. Lucidity in the attack. It is Palo Del Pickle on the right side of the penalty area. Tries to chest it down to himself. Buckmaster there defending. Harris comes over to help him. Harris picks it up. And a foul committed, though, as Harris had pulled down Buckmaster in the eyes of the referee. That draws the ire of the fans who have filed into this game tonight, particularly on the near sideline. But it is a foul called against Wilson Harris. In fact, it's a, an offside flag against Wilson Harris, so no foul. But Harris did come from an offside position. It did look like that, But I'm confused because I thought the Memphis player had possession of the ball. And if the Memphis player had possession of the ball, then Wilson Harris can come around and take it from him. So I'm a little confused at why it was called offsides when the Memphis player had the ball. In any event, it was ultimately a free kick to Memphis. But certainly, to Casey's point, some confusion about what that call specifically was. 15 minutes gone, a quarter of an hour gone at Lynn Family Stadium. And no score, but it has been a breathless first 15 minutes chances for either side in the opening few 
and a terrific rhythm and pace to this game, as you might have hoped, between these two heralded teams at number one and number two in the standings of the Eastern Conference. Lou City in the attack on the near sideline. Manny Perez, the right back. Backward on the near sideline, Gibson. Now the right center back, Sean Tosh, in the Louisville half by about 10 or 15 yards. Again, Memphis coming forward with the ball to try and press high against Louisville City. It's now Bone in the midfield, still in the Louisville half. He's got Sharpie to his left, Tosh to his right. He plays it to Tosh on the ground. On the inside right is Sean Tosh. A clipped ball in the air down the near sideline in the attacking half. Manny Perez outside of the box. Clips it further forward down the right. Jorge Gonzalez on the inline. Plays his cross to the near post. It's over the head of Wilson Harris and cleared away by Dotson, who was just at, on top of the six-yard box. It's out for a Louisville throw on the near sideline. The right in the attacking final third for the boys in purple. It's a really good ball in from Jorge Gonzalez. Wilson Harris makes that near post, pulling a defender with him, which is going to open up that space in the middle of the field, right where the ball fell, where Jorge Gonzalez played it. There just was no second run. The second runner, the late runner, was a little bit off on their placement of the run, which was why there was nobody there to connect with. Lucetti trying to combine on the near sideline after that throw. Good defending there by Jeremy Kelly of Memphis, a 24-year-old from the Czech Republic as he does a good job of taking the ball away and plays it long upfield just to clear it. Louisville City picks it up there, though, in the midfield. It's Corbin Bone on the inside left, just the midfield stripe. Clips it over the top down the, down the far sideline, rather. Mushagalusa is there, defended by Dotson. Mushagalusa comes down with it, is back against Dotson. Trying to hold the ball up, a second player, Luis Fernando, comes over to do the defending for Memphis. He takes it away, and then Fernando taken down by a challenge of Louisville City's, from Louisville City's, Corbin Bone. No foul called. The ball knocked out of play past the far sideline for a Memphis throw. And I love how Mushiga Lusa is yelling at the player to get up because there was not a whole lot of contact. It was a really nice slide tackle there, but like Mushiga Lusa is trying to signal, there wasn't enough for there to be a foul, so there's no need to be rolling on the ground. Memphis coming forward now from the left side. Segrist, the left back at midfield, plays it backward to the left center back, Reese Buckmaster, defended by two players for Louisville City. Buckmaster off of his feet to the near sideline. Segrist once again. It's out of play. It is going to be a Memphis throw. Jorge Gonzalez with the final touch for Louisville City. And both of these teams, Casey, 20, well, 17 and a half minutes into this game, both teams are taking every opportunity to press forward and try and put the back line under pressure when they have the ball. Absolutely. It's been a battle between the two 18-yard boxes. The majority of this game has been played in the middle of the field, neither team really being able to break into that final third with too much success. And so it's almost as if a little bit of a chess match trying to see which team's going to be able to break down the other one. It's just going to take either a special ball or a special player to step up and be the difference maker. Lou City trying to play it forward through Wes Sharpie, the left center back, but he played it long down the far sideline, overhit it once again as he was looking for Musha Galusa, and so it is a throw to Memphis 901 on the far side. They're right in their defensive half. Dotson takes that throw, sends it down the far sideline for Goodrum to chase. Sharpie, though, beats Goodrum to the ball, plays it backward on the ground to Kyle Morton, the goalkeeper at the top of his box. Morton, a long ball to the near side to Manny Perez. An exchange of headers between Perez, Gonzalez, and Paolo Del Piccolo, but eventually the ball won on the ground by Memphis. It is Graham Smith along the back line under pressure by Corbin Bone, who has come forward. Smith, a long ball, looking for Luis Fernando. Knocked backward out of the air, picked up in the midfield by Malloy. He charges forward into the attacking half. Drops it off to Turchi. Turchi, a nice idea to play it on the ground to the near side of Jeremy Kelly, but well read there by Manny Perez. He's intercepted it, and it is picked up by Louisville City. They will build out of the back once again. And it was a great interception from Manny Perez, and you could see Perez wanted to continue going forward with it, but Lucidi decided to hold up the ball a little bit, allowing Memphis to drop back defensively. I would have liked to see if they could catch them on the counterattack and try to attack a little bit quicker there. 
A throw for Louisville City now on the near side there, right in the attacking end in the final third. Manny Perez trying to combine with Bone, but Perez gives it away. Kissiedu coming down the near sideline, tries to play it in the middle to Turchi. On the ground was Gibson with great effort. Del Piccolo, now Gonzalez, things on for Lou City. Gonzalez on his left, outside of the box. Now into the box, Mushigalus on the left side. On his left foot, he goes for goal. Knocked away by Muse. The rebound back to Mushigalus at top of the box, lays it off to Del Piccolo. He takes a tumble under a challenge. Still with Louisville City, Corbin Bone, now Gonzalez, a back heel to Amadou Dia on the far side the left he settles it back to bone now Gonzalez in the middle about 30 yards from goal he swings it to the near sideline Manny Perez the right back about 10 yards in from the near sideline to Tosh who's come forward now Gibson in the midfield the attack on for Louisville City still a ball near to the far side Amadou Dia brings it down with his left foot gets around to the defender goes down in the penalty area and the referee tells him to get up Amadou Dia looking for the foul the referee tonight, Giusti, does not call the foul. It's cleared away past the far sideline and throw to Louisville City. You can hear the fans don't really agree with that one there. There was some contact, but I'm not sure if it was enough for a penalty kick. But very good attack from Lou City. I think Musha Galusa, when he took a few too many touches there in the box, he took away his angle, so his shot on Muse was going to be a very, very tough shot because of the lack of an angle. But then I love how Lou City recycled the ball and pulled it out and tried to find a new angle to attack. Long throw from the far side to Amadou Dia, cleared right back to him. He chest it down, looks to put in a cross, now does. It's blocked on its way through by Fernando. Fernando clears it upfield on the ground, picked up by Tyler Gibson. Louisville City on the inside left, still in the attacking half. Backward to West Sharpie, the left center back. Now at the edge of the center circle is Sean Tosh, the right center back for Louisville City. Drifting backward into the center circle now, under pressure from Lucas Turchi. It's West Sharpie across the field now, back to Tosh. They're in the Louisville City half as they continue to drift backward and try and retain possession here. Tosh now dribbling into the center circle on the ground to Sharpie. 21 minutes gone, no score. Lou City with the better chances, I think it's fair to say. They've had two shots on goal, both saved by Trey Muse to this point. Sean Tosh along diagonal from the center circle, the far sideline. Amadou Dia keeps it in play. The ball drifting toward the corner, still with Dia. Defended by Dotson. Dia to the end line. Dotson still defending, and Dotson does very well. Takes it right away from Dia. Clears it upfield. Lou City still with it, though. Gibson, a ball into the box toward Jorge Gonzalez. Up for the header. A clash of players. Gonzalez tries to play it to Manny Perez. Intercepted there by Memphis, and now Jeremy Kelly bringing it forward for Memphis. Plays it into Turchi. Turchi gives it away. It's back to Louisville City. Still in the Louisville attacking half. They're ramping up the pressure here, the boys in purple. Knocking on the door with 21 and a half minutes gone. To the far sideline, Musha Galusa on a ball from Amadou Dia. Keeps it in at the end line, or does he? He doesn't. The flag up. It's out of play. Enoch Matiti Musha Galusa unable to keep it in on a ball that was out in front of him from Amadou Dia, and it's out for a goal kick to Memphis. And the ideas and the creativity that Lou City is executing right now are perfect. They're exactly the way they need to play. Now it's just coming down to be a little bit sharper on those ideas. They're playing the right balls, playing it out wide to Musha Galusa there. The right idea, just a little bit too much pace. Tyler Gibson's ball into Jorge Gonzalez. The right idea just lofted it a little bit too much. So the ideas are there. It's just a matter now of being a little bit sharper with it so then we're able to capitalize on those ideas. First weekend of fall, and it is a very fall-like weekend and a very fall-like night as the offside flag goes up against Philip Goodrum of Memphis to give Louisville City a fifth-third free kick here. Temperatures in the mid-60s and dropping under overcast skies. We've had a little drizzle tonight but it appears to have cleared up for the moment as we have moved to 8.30 Eastern time in Louisville, Kentucky, where tonight's game is being played in the Butchertown neighborhood at Lynn Family Stadium. The fifth-third free kick taken by Louisville City. It's on the ground through the middle. 
from Bone to Paolo Del Piccolo in the attacking half. Del Piccolo, though, couldn't control it, and Kessiedu comes out of the crowd with possession. He carries it across midfield into the attacking half for Memphis on the inside left. Now into the middle to Goodrum. Goodrum to the far sideline. Fernando, Luis Fernando in the box. Back to Goodrum. Still in the penalty area. Tries to backheel it to Malloy. No one there in white for Memphis. Picked up by Musha Galusa and then cleared away by Manny Perez. That clearance picked up by Segrist for Memphis. They can continue this attack. Kissiedu once again for Memphis 901. Now Segrist on the near sideline. Segrist into the middle back to Kissiedu. He's forced under pressure to play it all the way back to the, the left center back, Reese Buckmaster. Now Graham Smith, the right center back, in the Memphis half. Graham Smith to the far sideline. Dotson at midfield. Lucidi coming forward to apply the pressure, coming out of their defensive shell. It's all the way back to the goalkeeper, Trey Muse. Again, a Louisville native playing in his hometown tonight for the first time as a professional. Three years he played at Mail High School before joining the Seattle Sounders Academy from a soccer-playing family. His father, Dave Muse, was a goalkeeper at the University of Kentucky in his years as a player. Memphis coming forward with Kelly. Outside of the box now. Into the box, Fernando on the right side. Luis Fernando on the overlap as Dotson cleared away by Amadou Dia. High into the second deck past the far sideline. A throw to Memphis in their attacking final third. Very good patient attacking there from Memphis 901. They realize when they get the ball in the box, they, there's a sea of purple, so they pull it out, they move the ball around, work it a little bit, and then they come back with their attack, and they're able to generate with a few more numbers inside the box. So it's very nice patient attacking. Dotson into Fernando, back to Dotson looking for Turchi on the far side of the penalty area. He keeps possession, clips it high into the air to Segrist, who's on the inside left right now. Segrist goes for goal on a dipping ball, but it was over the bar and into the waterfront end in the end. It had a good shape to it. That shot off the left foot of Patrick Segrist from outside of the box, but it was just over the bar. And those bouncing volleys are so difficult for keepers to be able to read as well because you're able to put so much different spin on the ball. And it was a nice strike just a little bit over the goal. I'm very surprised that he went for that, though. I I would have probably settled the ball and tried to cross it. But I like that risky move from Segrist. Segrist, a 24-year-old from Royal Oak, Michigan, his first year in Memphis in his third year as a professional Tonight, his 29th game of this season for him. He scored once, nearly scored a second time there. After the goal kick, Memphis takes over once again. To the far sideline, it is Luis Fernando in the attack. On the overlap is Dotson. He has the ball now on the right side. Plays his cross to the near post. Goodrum flicks it on with his back back heel. Segrist trying to make the run to the back post. Cleared away by Manny Perez of Louisville. And it's out for a Memphis throw on the near side. There left, but that was a good-looking attack. Just needed a final touch there from Segrist at the back post. It was a really good ball and Goodrum makes a nice hard run, which pulls almost two Lou City defenders with him. He just misses the contact on the flick a little bit. And Segrist a little late on that back post run, but a solid attack for Memphis. 25, now 26 minutes into this game. It's been terrifically paced. Great style of play between these two teams to this point. Memphis now grabbing a little bit more of this game for themselves over the last five or six minutes after Lucidi had dominated possession for a spell. Turchi on the near sideline for Memphis trying to keep it in play. He wins a throw for his team in the attacking half. Once again on the near side, the left. He'll drop it off to Segrist to take this throw. Segrist on the near side, maybe 25, 30 yards past midfield. Into Goodrum. He swings it to the far side to Fernando. It's just ahead of Fernando, however. He has to run to the far sideline to keep it in play. Here he comes toward the box. Defended by Amadou Dia. Turned backward by Amadou Dia. Now Mushigalusa dropping back to help as well. And Mushigalusa takes the ball away from Fernando. Still Mushigalusa. And now they're throwing uh, 
punches, not punches exactly, they're shoving each other on the far sideline. Fernando and Musha Galusa got into it there. The ball was not even out of play yet, and Musha Galusa turned from the ball into Fernando, and the two started shoving each other. Now the two teams have come together and pulled those two players away from each other, and the referee tonight, Gabriel Giusti, has some sorting to do here. Certainly some players will likely be shown cards here as he's now finally addressing the players involved. Musha Galusa, he's called him over. And he'll now bring over Luis Fernando as well. Wes Sharpie is now in the referee's face, as is Kyle Morton arguing this situation. The second time tonight, though, Casey, that we've seen tempers flare, and we expected this. Again, this was an incredibly chippy game the last time they met in July, and so far it has been tonight as well. Well, and what happened with this play is Mushigalusa is holding on to the ball, and Fernando pulls him back a little bit and is like grabbing at Mushigalusa, and Mushigalusa then gets frustrated, so turns and faces up to him, and that's when then Fernando body checks him, and then it just kind of broke out from there. I think the referee has a big decision here. It's going to be a huge point in this game to see how does he manage what just happened. Because it could go one or two ways. He, uh, he could give yellows. He could give reds. I mean, this is going to kind of set the tone, and the ref has to make sure that he controls this game so this does not happen again. And he's shown yellow cards to both players that were involved in this situation. So a world of beer yellow card to Luis Fernando of Memphis and a yellow card to Enoch Matiti Mushigalusa of Louisville City. For Fernando, it's just the second yellow card of his season. Mushigalusa, the fifth yellow card of his season and those are the first two bookings of the night the first two world of beer yellow cards that we've seen tonight from our referee tonight Gabriel Giusti he showed five yellow cards the last time he managed Louisville City that came back on April 23rd in a draw for Louisville City at Charleston he's yet to manage Memphis this season he's only shown one red card one straight red card this year he's also shown one double yellow that turned into a red again in his 11th game as a referee this season Gabriel Giusti so two yellow cards there Casey what do you make of that decision I think it's the right decision from the referee and I love that he went to go over and consult the assistant referee on it as well I think they both deserve a yellow card both players were in the wrong in that situation and so I think he handled it very nicely, and hopefully he was able to dispute any other fights that could occur. But, I mean, we are 30 minutes in, and we've already had a full-on brawl, which normally doesn't happen until the end of matches. So if the score stays close, you can only imagine the emotions are only going to get heightened. Yeah, it's going to be an entertaining final hour of this game, I would think. 29 and a half minutes gone. It's a fifth-third free kick to Louisville City in the end after that fracas sent long by the goalkeeper Kyle Morton into the Memphis half. Memphis takes over the ball. Jeremy Kelly in the middle of the field trying to play it to a teammate intercepted by Louisville City. It's now headed forward by Palo Piccolo. Jorge Gonzalez, a chance for Lou City. Gonzalez on his left, cuts it to his right at the top of the box. Malloy tracking back does really well to take it away, and then he draws a foul. Aaron Malloy fouled by Jorge Gonzalez. It'll be a free kick to Memphis here in their defensive half. Good tracking back and defending by the 25-year-old Irishman Malloy there. Very good tracking back defending. He does good to recover back and cut off anything that Jorge Gonzalez had. I think Gonzalez held onto the ball a little bit too long there at the top of the box. With a team like Memphis, you have to play it quickly and you have to be decisive on the ball. And Gonzalez just held onto it a tad bit too long, allowing Malloy to recover. Memphis coming forward, but Louisville City takes over the ball once again in their defensive half this time. They played all the way back to the goalkeeper, Kyle Morton. 30 and a half minutes gone, no score, but chances for either side. 
two of them on goal for Louisville City of the three shots they've had in total, one of them on goal of the three shots that Memphis has had in this game. To this point, the possession numbers relatively even. Louisville City with a slight advantage, 55% of the ball to Louisville City, so that is a growing advantage, in fact. And Memphis with just 45% of possession, conversely. It's out for a Louisville City throw on the near sideline there, right in the attacking final third for the boys in purple. It'll be Manny Perez to take it as the numbers come forward in the purple jerseys. Mushigalusa has a word with Paolo Del Piccolo, the captain. Maybe something on a long throw here could be in the works. It is thrown into the penalty area toward Wilson Harris by Manny Perez, headed away by Buckmaster of Memphis. His header comes to the near sideline. Tyler Gibson there trying to hold off Lucas Turchi, and that is a sizable difference between those two players. It's a foul called against Turchi, listed at 6'4", 205, against Tyler Gibson, who's listed at 5'8", 150. So those two standing next to each other paint quite a different picture. It's a fifth-third free kick after that foul on Turchi. It'll come maybe five yards infield from the near sideline in the attacking half for Louisville City, probably 35, 40 yards from goal. Well, it was an excellent play by Tyler Gibson. He wins the positioning on the ball and does so well to shield the ball there and not allow Turchi to get around him by using his body, even though there was such a big size difference. It's excellent, excellent play from Tyler Gibson. Certainly had the lower center of gravity, I think, That's Tyler sure. Gibson. That probably helped. You know, at 5'8", against the player listed at 6'4", <laughs> behind him. A little bit of a difference. Yeah. Here's the fifth-third free kick. It's going to be Gonzalez to take it. Here it comes toward the penalty spot over the head of Wilson Harris, headed away by Memphis. Picked up in the midfield by Bone for Louisville. Things on for Lou City. Bone goes for goal from 30 yards. It was well struck, driven low on the ground, but ultimately a comfortable save for Trey Muse, the third save he's had to make tonight. I don't mind that look from Corbin Bone because it's those types of shots that could take a deflection. It could go in the back of the net. It's going to force the back line of Memphis to step to him next time, which could open up a lane for Wilson Harris to run into. And there really hasn't been that many shots. I mean, only four shots with three of those on target now for Lou City, so why not try to have a go with it? 11 minutes to go. 12 minutes to go, I should say, if I can do my math correctly. 12 minutes to go plus stoppage time in this first half. 33 minutes and counting upward on the clock here at Lynn Family Stadium. It is with Memphis and their goalkeeper, Muse, who has just called into action for the third time tonight along their back line. It is now the right center back, Graham Smith. He plays a long ball down the middle toward Goodrum in the attacking half. Headed away by Wes Sharpie. Goodrum takes a tumble. It's picked up at midfield by Mushigalusa. Does really well. Plays it to Bone. Here comes Bone driving forward. Through to Wilson Harris. Harris on the left edge of the box. On the end line. Cuts it back toward Mushigalusa, but just couldn't connect with him. And Turchi... Tracking back takes over on the ball for Memphis. To the far sideline now, Fernando. Back to Turchi, but it was behind him. Picked up by Tyler Gibson for Louisville City. And Louisville can continue this attack. In the center circle in the attacking half, Sean Tosh. A ball in the air to the far sideline. Mushagalusa trying to keep it in play as it was played behind him. He can't do it. It's out for a Memphis throw on the far side. They're right in their defensive half. A little bit of a missed pass there by Sean Toshi. Plays the ball right in between Dia and Mushigalusa to where neither one of them really knows who that ball is intended for. Mushigalusa tries to come back and keep it in, but a little bit of a wasted opportunity from Sean Tosh. But the ball before that, Casey, in the attack for Louisville City. Harris trying to play it backward to Mushigalusa on that far edge of the box. That one... Could have been a great chance if they had connected there. Here comes Lou City once again, flicked on toward Wilson. Harris, the flag up against Harris as he chased it down in the penalty area, offside against Louisville City. But the point I'm making, Casey, just 
a couple of inches either side, and Lucia has a great chance there. Well, and that's the way that it's kind of been is they do so well to build up to the final third, and then it's just the sharpness. Like I said earlier in this match, they've done so well, but it just hasn't been sharp enough. The ball's played too far ahead. The ball plays behind. The ball... The weight on the ball isn't correct. And in that instance, they are just the players weren't on the same page, and so they weren't able to utilize the unity going forward to be able to build a stronger attack, and it's, it's, it's resulted in not being able to find the back of the net. Ten minutes to go plus stoppage time in this first half. It has been highly entertaining. It has already been contentious. We've had tempers flare twice, including a coming together between the two teams that resulted in two World of Beer yellow cards in this first half to either side. Fernando and Mushagalusa for Memphis and Louisville, respectively. It is with Louisville now, possession along their back line in their defensive penalty area. Tosh, the right center back, across the top of the box to Sharpie, the left center back. He's allowed to come forward by 10 or 15 yards before he's met by Turchi for Memphis. He's forced to play it backward to Morton as Louisville builds out of the back once again. Kyle Morton in goal for Louisville City, a former Memphis player. 12 clean sheets for him this season, 12 shutouts, three shy of the all-time regular season record in the USL. Long ball taken down by Manny Perez for Louisville City. It's Perez on the right side of the box once again. Plays a good cross toward the penalty spot, headed away by Dotson. Picked up by Gibson for Louisville. Back to the right side, Manny Perez outside of the box. Cuts it onto his left foot. In the middle now, Corbin Bone. Bone drifting from right to left in the middle of the field. Now cuts it back to his right foot. Plays it on the ground to Jorge Gonzalez. Gonzalez, a loose touch. Just showed enough of it to Patrick Segrist for Segrist to take it away. It's now Turchi in the midfield for Memphis coming forward. Hounded by Paolo Del Piccolo and Turchi gives it away trying to play it through on the far side to Fernando. Intercepted by Amadou Dia but then Dia gives it right back. This time Malloy intercepts it for Louisville, uh, for Memphis and then an interception for Louisville City as the two teams just can't control the ball right now. Gibson takes it away for Louisville City on the pass from Fernando and Louisville will now knock the ball around the back to build possession with 36 and a half minutes gone by in this scoreless game. It seems almost as if when either team gets the ball, they're so excited to move and go forward that they're taking their mind off the little details that they need to properly execute, and that's why they're missing passes, they're missing first touches, and that's what's leading to this kind of back-and-forth play in the middle of the field with neither team being able to hold onto the ball. It comes down to attention to details, and you have to make sure that you're focusing on every step, your first touch, the way that you're positioning your foot, the way that you're passing the ball, who you're passing it to. All of those details add up to be one big successful event. Mushagalusa on the end line on the left edge of the area in the attack for Louisville City. Good combination between him and Del Piccolo. Here's Amadou Dia into the box. Dia out to the edge of the six-yard box toward Wilson Harris, knocked away by Graham Smith of Memphis. It is out of the box to the far sideline. Mushagalusa keeps it in play. Still Mushigalusa on the far sideline to Bone on the inside left for Louisville City. Now back into the center circle with the right center back, Sean Tosh. He drifts forward by a few yards. Now on the inside right, Tyler Gibson still in the attacking half. Gibson dribbling forward, defended by Goodrum, who is tracking back. He turns backward, does Gibson, plays it back to the center circle with Tosh. A first-time ball forward down the middle to Corbin Bone on the inside left. Bone now cuts it onto his right foot to Gonzalez, who has dropped back deep in the middle of the field. Gonzalez drops it off for Gibson, showed too much of it to kiss. Kissiedu, who intercepts it for Memphis. Kissiedu under pressure, gives it back to Louisville City, but it's a foul against the boys in purple and a free kick here to Memphis 901. And just that errant touch from Jorge Gonzalez gave it to Memphis there, Casey. Yeah, he's playing a hospital ball there to Tyler Gibson. And I mean a hospital ball by it's a pass that's so weak that if your player goes into challenge for, they could end up in the hospital because it's going to be such a grueling challenge to win that ball. Gonzalez just has to be sharper with his passes. He tries to recover back and then win the ball back, but he goes in too aggressively and puts his hands in the Memphis player's back. It's immediately going to be a foul. So, again, just being a little bit sharper. 
Memphis coming into tonight. They've won their last two games by a combined score of nine to nothing. Louisville City coming off of a win last time out for them, four to two over Loudoun United. They're unbeaten in their last four with two wins in those four. Both of those wins coming here at home. Both ties in that four-game unbeaten run coming on the road for Louisville City. In the attack now for the boys in purple. Louisville Manny Perez down the near sideline tried to touch it around Segrist. Segrist did well to defend and take the ball away. And now coming forward on the counter is Memphis. Turchi into the attack. On the near side, on the inside, left is Goodrum. Coming forward, defended by Sharpie. Outside of the box, on his right foot, Philip Goodrum. The 19 goals on the season. He goes for goal once again, but couldn't bend it in. The far post, it's wide and out for a goal kick. That's the player who you want to have the ball at your feet if you are a Memphis playing on the road tonight. But he just couldn't curl that into the corner. Uh, for Memphis 901, a goal kick to Louisville City. 100%. And I don't think Philip Goodrum's been able to find the ball enough in this match. I don't think Memphis has been able to put him in positions to where he can be successful. There, he's able to pick the ball up on the left side, and he does very well to attack on the dribble, creates that little bit of space with a cut move, and then tries to bend it to the far post to beat Morton. I just don't think he got enough bend on it, but Memphis needs to find him more in those pockets of space so they can utilize his skill and his talent. Goodrum scored the only goal for Memphis the last time these two clubs met. It is played in the box by Amadou Dia of Louisville City, headed high into the air by Graham Smith. Del Piccolo high into the air for the second ball, knocked down, still loose, picks up by, picked up by Louisville City now with Amadou Dia in the attacking half. Five minutes to go in a scoreless first half here. It is Louisville City in the attack. Gibson into the middle to Corbin Bone. Bone turns toward his left, dribbling toward the left now, plays it to the left of the far sideline, Amadou Dia. Nine of the ten field players behind the ball, or I beg your pardon, uh, yeah, nine of the ten field players behind the ball right now for Memphis 901. Goodrum the only player up as it's now back into the Louisville defensive half. The inside left for the left center back, West Sharpie. Now it is Harris who's dropped deep for the ball. Harris coming forward in the attacking half. Tries to lift it into the box with his left foot toward Paolo Del Piccolo. Knocked away by Segrist, headed away by Segrist, that is, and picked up by Laurent Kissiedou in the midfield for Memphis. And now this game has slowed to a walking pace for the moment. Jeremy Kelly on the near sideline. Down the near sideline for Goodrum in the attacking half. Keeps it in play. Defended by Sean Tosh. Back to Kelly. Goodrum continues his run forward. He was in an offside position. Now it's through to Turchi outside of the box. Turchi defended by Sharpie. Turchi to the far post. Fernando made the run, but it fizzed past his head, and it goes past the far sideline. It's going to be a throw to Louisville City there. But had that ball been a foot shorter, Luis Fernando would have had a header on frame for Memphis making a charging run down the far sideline attacking that back post. Lucas Turchi has been very good for Memphis. He's kind of all over the place. He's been a little bit of a playmaker. He's been involved in the last two attacks for Memphis. But you're right, that ball that he played in, it was just a little bit high, but it was a really good driven ball across the face of the goal to where all it was going to take was a deflection for it to end up in the back of the net. Just a little bit high for Luis Fernando to get on the end of it. Lucas Turchi, again, the big Brazilian at 6'4", 205, the 25 year old. He's played forward tonight. It's him now outside of the box on his left foot. He goes for goal. It's off the post. Back to Kelly, and Kelly scores on the rebound for Memphis. And Memphis takes the lead on the road, or do they? No, they don't. The flag is up on the far sideline. Offside on that goal for Memphis. It's chalked off, and it's going to be a fifth third free kick to Louisville City, and Lou City catches a lucky break there. 
Yeah, because Lucas Turchi able to pick that ball up right outside the box with nobody on him. He's able to take a touch and have a go with it. It's a beautiful shot that Morton's going to be thanking his post for, keeping that one out later. But it was because they the player was offsides on the shot. So when it comes back on the rebound, they are in an offsides position, and that's why it was called offsides. Very good from the referees to be able to recognize that. And I think Lou said he just caught a little bit of a break there. Certainly was. It's a catch-your-breath moment for Louisville City and their faithful tonight who have gathered by their thousands, certainly a crowd north of 10,000 here at Lynn Family Stadium this evening. It's not a goal for Memphis. It's a free kick to Louisville City. They knock it around the back for a moment. Now they play it long to the far side, Amadou Dia. To the near post, Mushtagalusa tried to flick it toward goal. Cleared away by Graham Smith toward Luis Fernando, and Luis Fernando fouled. And, in fact, I believe an offside flag had gone up against Louisville City in the attack. And so it'll be a free kick here to Memphis in their defensive penalty area. But that's certainly, just a moment ago, the one that was chalked off there, Casey. The best chance of the game for either side, I think it's safe to say. Certainly the best chance for Memphis so far. Absolutely. I think it's the closest chance, the best opportunity so far in this game. While Lou City has created a lot of opportunities, they haven't been able to connect with them. They're doing well of getting the ball down the sides and getting those crosses in, but they haven't been able to connect on any of those crosses. So those crosses aren't threatening at all. That definitely was the best chance. And again, I think Lou City is a little bit lucky to not be down one right now. And again, the issue to be critical of Lou City there was that Turchi was open. Wide open. Just at the top of the box. Absolutely. Completely unmarked. So that's something for Danny Cruz and company, the head coach for Louisville City, to clean up perhaps at halftime. A minute to go plus stoppage in this first half. Still scoreless between Louisville and Memphis, but that's not to say it has not been entertaining because it has been very entertaining. High tempers a couple of times, chances for both sides, including one that hit the back of the net but was waved off for an offside call. Memphis looking to regain that lead that was taken from them now. In the attack, it is Luis Fernando on the inside right for Memphis. Through toward Jeremy Kelly, who made a run from the inside to the right. Cleared away by the left center back for Louisville City. West Sharpie is clearance past midfield on the far sideline. A throw to Memphis with 30 seconds to go, plus stoppage time in half number one tonight at Lynn Family Stadium. All the way back to the back line for Memphis, Reese Buckmaster, the Left center back tonight, plays it on the ground to the near sideline at the midfield stripe where Patrick Segrist has it. Now Laurent Kissiadou at midfield, defended by Wilson Harris. He turns backward and now dribbles across the field into the middle on the ground to the far sideline where Dotson has it, the right back for Memphis. Smith on the ground through the middle to Turchi. Good combination from Turchi to Dotson, who has now shown up in the middle of the field. Through to Kelly, but intercepted there by Manny Perez. Well read by Perez once again. What a terrific defensive signing he's been this year for Louisville City. It's out for a throw to Louisville City on the near sideline, and we have moved into stoppage time, which is presented by the Louisville Muhammad Ali International Airport. The referee has added a minimum of three minutes to this first half. Three minutes to go in a scoreless game in the first half. Honestly, I'm surprised it isn't a little bit more stoppage time there. But it creates a great opportunity for Lucidity to try to get a little bit of rhythm, try to see if they can find something positive going into the first half because these last 10 to 15 minutes have really been all Memphis. It's been most Memphis attacks. Memphis had the better possession. Memphis has looked like the better team and the team more likely to score. So Lucidity needs to see if they can generate a little bit something before halftime to build up their confidence going into the half. We'll try and build that here out of the back with the right center back, Sean Toe. She moves toward midfield. A long ball down the near sideline to Jorge Gonzalez. He che- brings it down. Gonzalez checks it into the middle of the field on his left foot. On the ground, top of the box, Del Piccolo tries to play it 
On the far side to Mushigalusa, it was behind him, but he'll keep it in play. Enoch Mushigalusa for Louisville City. Defended by Fernando. Plays it to Bone, top of the box. Back to Mushigalusa. Continued his run in the box on his right foot. Still with Mushigalusa. Cuts it to his left. Dotson, though, takes it away. Still with Mushigalusa. Still alive in the penalty area. Now plays it out of the box to Amadou Dia. Sizes up across. Instead plays it on the ground to the end line. Corbin Bone. Bone toward the penalty spot. Intercepted by Smith. Still loose in the area. Harris had a stab at it, and finally Malloy comes out of the crowd with it for Memphis to play it long upfield and clear it away where Goodrum was trying to keep it alive. He was fouled from behind by Wes Sharpie. Shoved in the back by Sharpie. Goodrum goes down. It's a foul called against Sharpie and a free kick here to Memphis about 10 yards shy of midfield in their defensive half. And Mushigalusa had all kinds of time on the ball in that attack there for Louisville City Casey and just took too many touches a couple of times I think. Way too many touches. I think there was a few times he had some passes wide open but he decided to keep the ball at his feet and you cannot take that many touches inside the box ever and so he has to be a little bit more decisive on the ball whether that is I'm going to go for a shot or I'm going to pass the ball and when you make that decision you have to go with it. The longer you hold on to the ball the more time you allow Memphis to get set and the less likely you are to be successful. Maybe Memphis trying to come forward with the final chance of this first half. Turchi in a physical battle on the near sideline with Sean Tosh. Two big players but the bigger player Turchi comes out of the battle with a foul and it'll be a free kick here to Memphis in the attacking half for them. Just about three, four yards in from the near sideline, maybe eight yards into the attacking half. Segris takes it on the ground, back to Kissiedu. Further backwards still to Smith, the right center back, now to the far sideline with Dotson. But Dotson slipped on the turf. It's out for a Louisville throw. Might there just be enough time for one more attack for Louisville City in this first half? It is going to be Amadou Dia to take this throw, standing at the midfield stripe. He throws it backward, though, to West Sharpie, the referee. Still content to see play go on. It's Sharpie, the left center back. A long diagonal from him to the near sideline to Manny Perez. Brings it down with his right foot, drifting backward. Plays it backward on the ground to Sharpie. The referee looks at his watch and now blows this first half dead. So we move to halftime here. No score between Louisville City and Memphis 901 in this highly anticipated game late in the season that could mean a significant difference in the battle for the number one seed in the Eastern Conference. Number one versus number two in the East, and it finishes all even in the first half at 0-0. Casey, it was an entertaining first half. We talked a lot about the emotions of this game. We saw that on a couple of occasions. Chances for both teams, good composure from both teams, I thought, in terms of building their attack. To me, a really well-played first half. I thought it was a really exciting first half. It was a fun half to watch from a soccer perspective to see the back-and-forth play, the battle in the midfield, the physical play. The next thing that needs to come is some goals. Both teams are doing a good job of generating opportunities, but neither team able to capitalize on those chances. The best chance of the first half falling to Jeremy Kelly of Memphis. He scored, but the flag went up against him for an offside call to wave it off. So we finish 0-0 in the first half. We'll take a timeout. More to come at halftime. Do stick around. It's been a terrifically entertaining game so far at Lynn Family Stadium. Again, the score at the break. Louisville City nothing. Memphis 901 nothing. And you're listening to it on ESPN Louisville. That boy of mine, he sure does take after me. I love football. He loves football. I put ketchup on my eggs. He puts ketchup on his. I didn't wear my seatbelt. Neither did he. So nothing's going to be the same ever again. So please, show your kids what a good driver does. Buckle up and put your phone down. Paid with funds through the Kentucky Office of Highway Safety.
A Germantown gem, Four Pegs, is the place to be this spring and summer. Daily preparations by award-winning chef Chris Williams and crew include their well-known smoked meats such as their infamous smoked bologna sandwich and ever-changing flavored wings. And don't forget to check out their new beautiful patio where you can enjoy the full menu and bar. Some special offerings include Wing Wednesdays, Trivia Sundays, and late-night happy hours. Four Pegs also features a food truck and catering for hire. It's Four Pegs. They have what you crave. 1053 Goss Avenue. Here are five big reasons to buy a Toyota Highlander. It's built in the USA. It's got room for up to eight. Highlander's the best-selling SUV in its class. The electrified Highlander Hybrid has a driving range over 600 miles. And the number one reason, the great fuel savings. At an EPA-estimated 36 MPG, you could save thousands in fuel costs over the next five years versus the average new vehicle. Get details of all offers and fuel savings at buyatoyota.com. Toyota. Let's go places. At Cooper's Craft, we know the barrel makes the bourbon. That's why we make the barrels. Our master coopers raise our barrels by hand, then toast and char the white oak to craft distinct expressions. From the gentle character of our original 82.2 proof to our bold barrel reserve, 100 proof. We use our barrel expertise to build better bourbon from the ground up. Cooper's Craft, drink responsibly. Cooper's Craft Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. 41.1 to 50% alcohol by volume. Brown Foreman, Louisville, Kentucky. You're listening to the Louisville City FC Halftime Report. Now, back to Lynn Family Stadium, here's Jeff Milby and Casey Whitfield. Welcome back. It is halftime at Lynn Family Stadium in Butchertown in Louisville, Kentucky. We have no score, or to say the score is 0-0 between Louisville City and Memphis 901. That halftime score presented by Serve Pro Floyd County, the official restoration partner of Louisville City FC. Jeff Milby is my name, Casey Whitfield alongside. And Casey, in pregame, we brought the news to Louisville City fans that Brian Ombi would be held out of tonight's game out of a precaution, a bit of a hamstring issue. If this was a playoff game, he'd probably be out there on the field, but he's not tonight to play it safe toward the end of the season. And that's a big miss for Louisville City down the right side of their attack. And to my eye, Casey, Everything for Louisville City that has been positive for them going forward has come down the left, has come through Enoch Matiti Mushagalusa on the left wing for Louisville City. So it's been a bit unbalanced to my eye. What do you what do you make of that? No, I would agree. I feel like they're trying to release out that left side because when you look at the two wing players, you have Jorge Gonzalez and Mushagalusa. Mushagalusa is a player that's going to sit wider. They're, he's going to pull and maybe sit on that sideline completely, whereas Gonzalez is a player who likes to pinch in, who is used to playing more in the middle of the field and so his natural tendency is going to be to come inside and so when you're looking to swing the ball around and open up the field for some width your eyes are going to go to Mushagalusa because that's where he's providing more width than Gonzalez on the right side the only way to change that is to either have Gonzalez pull out a little bit wider or put in a different player out wide because Manny Perez is doing a lot of the work trying to get forward to fill that gap, but he can only do so much because he can't leave that right side too exposed. And so it's just going to have to try to find the balance of Gonzalez pushing in and Gonzalez pulling out to the side, just seeing if they can figure out some cues for him to recognize. Maybe he doesn't cut in every time. Maybe he pulls out sometimes. So it's going to be interesting to see what is decided in the locker room, what Danny Cruz wants to do. Does, does he think it's a problem? that they're only going down that one side or not. But again, it's also a difficult situation because the depth is being tested tonight for Louisville City. 
Ownby held out because of that injury. Ray Serrano unavailable tonight because of a suspension, because he got a red card in the late stages of the last game, a win against Loudoun United. So there's really very few attacking players who can slot in on that right side of the bench tonight for Danny Cruz. Maybe Napo Metzoso could play out there. Sebastian Sanchez, the academy product, uh, has not played for this team but signed on an academy deal this year. He's on the bench tonight. Elijah Winder maybe could play out there. So certainly that'll be something to watch in the second half for Danny Cruz. What switches does he make, if any, and how does he address that lack of balance? For Memphis, we've seen the edge that they play with a couple of times. Philip Goodrum got into it with a Louisville City player. Luis Fernando got into it with Musha Galusa for Louisville City. And they've had a couple of great chances. Goodrum with a great chance on his right foot to curl. It just couldn't get that curl on the ball. And then obviously the goal that was waved off for Lucas Turchi uh, off the post. And then Jeremy Kelly cleaning it up uh, for the goal that was waved off. What do you make of Memphis? They've got, again, to reset everything. They've got their season at their mercy to, uh, to close this year out. If they win out, including winning tonight, they will get first place in the Eastern Conference because they have a game in hand on Louisville City. They're only five points back of Louisville City with that game in hand. So they really need a win tonight if they want to chase that number one seed, I I think, right? I feel like they have not more to play for, but they kind of of do because they're looking to try to get into that first place spot. It's not that Louisville City doesn't have anything to play for. Just a little more is on the line for Memphis tonight, and I think they're playing that way too. You forgot about the chance where it was slipped through to Goodrum and Morton had to come out. That's right. I mean, that's three solid chances right there that should be goals and so if you're Lou City, you're kind of happy to come out of this half even because they haven't had one of those chances where you're like, oh, they definitely should have scored that. Whereas Memphis, there's three that come to my mind right off the bat that they should have probably put away. And so they're definitely coming out looking to be aggressive, looking to get that go-ahead goal. And I think they're playing like a lot is on the line because it is for them. Lou City with four shots, three of them on target. Memphis with five shots. One of those on target, forcing a save out of Kyle Morton. Lou City with 56% of possession in the first half, the advantage there, and the only corner of the first half went Louisville City's way as well. We'll take a pause when we come back. Two more games to go for Racing Louisville. They are on the West Coast. We'll chat about what is upcoming for them, including a game on Sunday at Angel City when we return after this commercial break. Again, the score at the break at Lynn Family Stadium. It's Louisville City nothing, Memphis 901 nothing in this one versus two matchup in the USL's Eastern Conference. You're listening to it on Louisville, ESPN Louisville, I should say. As a sponsor of Lou City FC, LG&E is proud to empower sweet passes, monster saves, and in our humble opinion, the most loyal, loudiest, loudest fans anywhere. And when we're not... <clears throat> and when we're not cheering on the players, we're working hard for our customers with sustainability initiatives like SolarShare and electric vehicle charging stations. At LG&E, our energies go to scoring goals and to serving you. Learn more at lge-ku.com. Just because August is behind us, it doesn't mean that there aren't some really hot days ahead. So if your AC isn't ready for these hot fall days, then call DFH Company today at 968-6222. Right now, when you buy a qualifying train HVAC system, receive 18 months special financing. It's hard to stop a train, so call DFH 968-6222 or look them up online at dfhcompany.com. Visit dfhcompany.com for a complete program, eligibility, dates, details, and restrictions. Subject to credit approval. From their first steps to their first dance. High chairs to high school. At Norton Children's, we know that when you're a parent, one thing stays the same through every stage. Their health is the most important thing in the world to you, which is why it's the only thing we do. 
Caring just for kids. For all the little things, the big things, and everything in between. NortonChildrens.com slash just for kids. For all the care along the way. Nance and Craft Florist, family owned and operated in Louisville since 1850. A local one-stop shop for flowers, whether it's for a special occasion or no reason at all. Nance and Craft Florist, 141 Breckenridge Lane. Call 502-897-6551 for nationwide shipping and same-day local delivery for any occasion. Online at nanceandcraft.com. Remember, you don't need a reason to brighten someone's day with beautiful flowers from Nance and Craft. Proud partner of Louisville City FC. Hey, Kentuckiana, Coach Dan McDonald here. In my 16 years of living in this community, I've had the great pleasure of being associated with some amazing teams. And I wanted to take a moment to talk about the wonderful team at Fitness Market. When my wife and I were upgrading our home fitness room, we knew there was only one place to go, Fitness Market. Fitness Market has been serving the Louisville community for over 10 years, and their service company, Treadmill Medic, has been in Louisville for over 20 years. When Julie and I walked into their store, we were treated like family, and that is exactly what fitness market is a local family business the whiters and their team truly care about their customers and they want them to succeed in their personal fitness goals the team at fitness market has helped us create an amazing workout room in our home and we couldn't be happier with our purchase so when you are ready to add to your home gym do what julie and i did go see the winning team at fitness market so visit fitness market two locations westport road just inside the snyder or Plantside drive and waterson trail or online at the fitnessmarket.com Welcome back. It's 0-0 at the half between Louisville City and Memphis 901. That halftime score presented by Surf Pro Floyd County, the official restoration partner of Louisville City FC. Racing Louisville on a West Coast road trip right now. They lost 3-0 at Portland on Wednesday night. But the headline for Racing Louisville, Casey, the injury to Nadia Nadim. She went down with an apparent leg injury. A tough scene to see. She went off in tears. And for a player that recovered from a knee injury to join this team midseason after that recovery, to see her go down with another leg injury, nothing confirmed there publicly. But to see her go down with another leg injury, it's really heart-wrenching stuff for racing fans. I mean, I was absolutely devastated when I saw her go down just because I know how hard she fought to get back after a devastating injury last season. So to see her go down injured again is just really heartbreaking. And I just hope all the best for her and that she's all right. They'll continue the West Coast swing uh, believably, anyway, ostensibly without Nadia Nadim next time out on Sunday night. It's an 8 o'clock Eastern time kick at Angel City FC at Bank of California Stadium in Los Angeles. They've drawn terrific crowds, 20,000-plus on many occasions, averaging over 15,000 fans this year for Angel City, so it'll be a great environment for racing to go play in. And racing can play spoiler as well because Angel City is right there in the playoff hunt. Yeah, they're sitting right outside of the playoff at seventh place with 29 points, where Chicago's right above them with 30. So Angel City really needing to get all the points they can out of their final matches. So racing has the opportunity to kind of crush their playoff dreams with a win at Angel City. That game Sunday night at 8 o'clock, and then racing returns home for their final game of the season against Kansas City on Saturday, October 1st, 7.30 kickoff here at Lynn Family Stadium, your final opportunity to see racing Louisville in action. Let's take a final commercial break. When we come back, the second half, Memphis at Louisville City. It is 0-0 right now, looking for a winner in the final 45. It's here on ESPN Louisville. 
Here are five big reasons to buy a Toyota RAV4. It's the best-selling SUV in America. It's incredibly versatile. The electrified RAV4 Hybrid delivers 219 horsepower and the best resale value in its class. And the number one reason, the great fuel savings. At an EPA-estimated 40 MPG, this RAV4 Hybrid could save you thousands in fuel costs over the next five years versus the average new vehicle. Get details of all offers and fuel savings at buyatoyota.com. Toyota. Let's go places. With the Kroger Plus card, it's easy to get lower than low prices for the win. And for every dollar you spend, you earn fuel points, which can add up to $1 per gallon off at the pump for the win. Plus, save every day on groceries and get personalized digital coupons for the win. The Kroger Plus card. All you do is win. Big, big savings. Sign up now at Kroger.com and start saving. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Savings may vary by state. Fuel restrictions apply. A Germantown gem, Four Pegs, is the place to be this spring and summer. Daily preparations by award-winning chef Chris Williams and crew include their well-known smoked meats such as their infamous smoked bologna sandwich and ever-changing flavored wings. And don't forget to check out their new beautiful patio where you can enjoy the full menu and bar. Some special offerings include Wing Wednesdays, Trivia Sundays, and late-night happy hours. Four Pegs also features a food truck and catering for hire. It's Four Pegs. They have what you crave. 1053 Goss Avenue. Ellison Bodenhausen Orthopedics has cared for University of Louisville athletes and all of Kentuckiana for more than 50 years. From physical therapy to total joint replacement, Ellison Bodenhausen offers the highest quality orthopedic service. Ellison Bodenhausen guarantees same-day appointments. Whether your little one was injured on the playground or ball field, your significant other got hurt at work, or your elderly parent is suffering from aches and pains, book an appointment at enbortho.com. Proud supporter of U of L Athletics and you. Book your appointment today at enbortho.com. Welcome back. The second half, literally just now beginning. The referee's whistle goes, and we are back underway in this scoreless game 0 0 between Louisville and Memphis 9 1. In this matchup of top two teams in the Eastern Conference and the USL Championship. No changes at halftime for either side. We will switch ends in the second half. Lou City will defend the goal in front of the Estopinal end to our right. The supporters section, of course, the Estopinal end, named for the late founder of Louisville City FC, Wayne Estopinal. And Lou City will attack the waterfront end, defended by Memphis and the goal in front of the waterfront end to our left. It is played over the top for Louisville City down the near sideline. It's over the head of Musha Galusa down the left for Louisville City, and it's out for a throw to Memphis in their defensive half. The right back for Memphis, Derek Dodson, will take it. He sends it upfield, and now Memphis coming forward in a good-looking attack here. It is Kissiedu down the middle into the attacking end, just outside of the box. To the left side, Segrist, a sliding challenge on the edge of the area from Manny Perez. Segrist goes down, no foul, and it's out past the end line, a goal kick. In the end, to Louisville City. What a terrific sliding challenge that was for Manny Perez. And he has made a name for himself this season, Casey, in my view, in making plays just like that. He's had a number of sliding challenges this year that have gone successfully. I mean, what a perfect tackle that was. He completely timed that perfect. I mean, I'm almost speechless. It was such a beautiful slide tackle to be able to not only win the ball, but then to earn possession for your team. Well done. Here comes Lou City. A long ball over the top. Knocked down. It's Harris in the box. Harris on his left. Harris scores! Wilson Harris strikes for Louisville City inside the opening two minutes 
of this second half. It was a long ball over the top, knocked down, picked up by Gonzalez. It was deflected on its way through. Harris perhaps fortunate to find it, but not fortunate in how he approached the strike on goal. He sends it past the goalkeeper for his second game with a goal, and he gives Louisville City a 1-0 lead over Memphis 9-0-1 with just two minutes gone by in this second half. And it starts from a beautiful long ball that finds the feet of Jorge Gonzalez. He wins it in the middle of the field. And Jorge Gonzalez, I think, is actually trying to play it out wide to Musha Galusa. It deflects off the defender very fortunately and falls right in the path of Wilson Harris. And Wilson Harris just slots that near post. Trey Muse had no chance at getting on the end of that one. It was a beautiful finish from Wilson Harris and a very, very nice build-up play from Lou City. Harris's 13th goal of the season and again his second consecutive game in which he has scored. And that goal, as all Louisville City goals are, presented by the Kentucky Lottery. Fueling imagination, funding education, Kentucky Lottery. What a great sight for Louisville City to have Wilson Harris back in scoring form as we have entered the home stretch of this season looking toward the playoffs, Casey. Oh, it's exactly what you want leading into the playoffs. He had a major injury that kind of kept him out for a while. He's been trying to get his groove back, trying to work his way back into playing full 90 minutes. And now that he's able to play the full 90 and he's starting to find the back of the net, it's exactly what you want, especially as we approach the playoffs. And that now sets a new career high in terms of league goals for Wilson Harris, his 13th of the year. He previously scored 12 for Swope Park. Maybe a chance for him again on his right foot. The shot blocked on its way through. Three players in white were between Harris and the goal. It was from a tight angle as well as Lou City sent into the box from a throw. The clearance picked up by Lou City once again looking to add to their lead just after taking it. On the inside left, Musha Galusa still dribbling with the ball at his feet, turns backward and is defended there by Luis Fernando who sends it out for a Louisville City throw on the near side the left. But three now, four minutes into this second half, Casey, just about the best start. Danny Cruz, the head coach for Louisville City, could have won it out of the break. It's a dream start to the second half for Louisville City, especially after a first half where you weren't able to generate any extreme solid chances to where you felt you should have been ahead 1-0. So to be able to come out and just immediately go up 1-0, it's exactly what you want. And now you can see the momentum shift, and it's been all Louisville City. The energy is different. They're playing quick again. They look like they're a team that's going to be scoring multiple goals. The smoke emanating from the Estopinal end to our right, filling the air above of our heads at Lynn Family Stadium in Butchertown in Louisville tonight. Mushigalusa on the near sideline tried to play it through for Corbin Bone, who had made a run, but it was defended by Dotson. It's out off of his feet for a Louisville throw once again on the near side. The left it's still in the attacking half. Amadou Dia will take the throw for Louisville City. Harris on the score sheet for the boys in purple. Scored two minutes into the second half. It's down the near sideline. Mushigalusa back to Harris. Now Mushigalusa clips it to Del Piccolo, trying to combine back with Mushigalusa, but the ball was behind him, and it's behind past the end line for a goal kick to Memphis. But good, quick, one-touch stuff there from Louisville City, nearly unlocking Memphis and nearly finding Mushigalusa in a scoring position. I love the combination player, but I feel like when Paulo Del Piccolo gets that ball at the top of the box, the ball he's trying to play back to Mushigalusa is an extremely difficult ball. I would have liked to maybe seen Paulo Del Piccolo fake the pass, open up, and have a go himself or see if he can slip through then because the combination play, the way the ball was bouncing, it's an extremely difficult ball. From the goal kick, it's long down the middle, picked up by Goodrum. Goodrum on the dribble into the penalty area 
Area goes down under a challenge from Amadou Dia, but no foul. The referee does not call a foul. Here comes Loose City, flicked on from the center circle of Mushagalusa. End-to-end stuff, but Mushagalusa beaten the ball by Graham Smith for Memphis. Picked up by Wilson Harris. The attack still on for Louisville City. Through to Mushagalusa on the near sideline. Outside of the box, dribbling in. Swings it into the top of the six-yard box, headed away by a Memphis player just in front of Jorge Gonzalez, who made that run into the six-yard box. Cleared away to the near sideline. Fernando with it for Memphis. Into Kissiedu. Laurent Kissiedu making a run across midfield into the attacking half for Memphis on the inside right. Turned back by three Louisville defenders and then given up by Kissiedu. Louisville comes away with the ball. Mushagalusa trying to play it through for Harris on the near side. Well defended there by Dotson, and then Kissiedu comes up with the ball once again into Malloy for Memphis. No build out of the back. Terrific. Stuff here, end-to-end, entertaining stuff for both sides. And Louisville City nearly with another goal a couple of moments ago. I almost feel like I'm watching a tennis match because it's going back and forth so quickly. But Amadou Dia, what a slide tackle that was. I was extremely nervous. I saw the referee starting to extend his arms out. I was like, oh, he's going for the penalty kick. But instead he was pointing to show that Dia got all ball there. It was a perfectly timed slide tackle. Could not have executed that any better. Yeah, the chance for Memphis, I should say. Goodrum through, and the challenge, as Casey said, came from Amadou Dia to steer Goodrum away, and no foul called. Goodrum certainly went over hoping for a penalty, but none was given. Lucidi in possession here. Seven minutes into the second half, 52 minutes and counting upward on the clock. It is one to nothing in favor of the boys in purple. The goal scored by Wilson Harris in the second half. On the inside right for Louisville City in the defensive half for them, it is Manny Perez combining with Gonzalez. Back to Perez into the attacking half now. Tries to play to Palado. Piccolo in the middle. Intercepted by Kissiedu of Memphis. Picked up by Turchi. Turchi threw down the middle toward Goodrum. Out of his area is Kyle Morton for Louisville City. The goalkeeper, he clears it away ahead of the feet of Philip Goodrum, who is making the run. It is picked up once again by Turchi to the far sideline. Jeremy Kelly running against Manny Perez. Kelly turns into the middle now, turns back to the sideline. Plays it backward to Malloy on the far side. In the attacking half for Memphis 901 as they try and find something for themselves to pull back even in this game. Smith along the back line now Buckmaster the left center back back to Smith the right center back in the Memphis half dribbling toward midfield is Smith threw on the ground to Fernando who's made a run backward to find the ball Luis Fernando dribbles forward now on the near sideline the right for Memphis Dotson into the middle now Kissiedu turns further in the middle to Malloy the captain in the attacking half still swings at the far sideline that is where Segrist has it tries to drop it back to Buckmaster nearly gave it away Gonzalez coming forward to challenge and Gonzalez wins a throw for Louisville City it's out to a Louisville City throw on the far side there left Gonzalez takes it infield to Gibson Forward to Harris at the midfield circle. Now on the far sideline, Gonzalez in on the far sideline. Plays a long ball, crossing, switching fields. Picked up on the near side by Mushagalusa in the penalty area. Great ball from Gonzalez, but Mushagalusa trying to dribble in against Dodson. Just showed too much of it to Dodson once again, and Dodson takes it away off of the feet of Mushagalusa. Now a foul against Corbin Bone of Louisville City will give a free kick to Memphis. A great ball there, Casey, from the far side from Gonzalez to Mushagalusa, but Enoch Mushagalusa could not do anything with it. No, it was a perfect ball from Jorge Gonzalez, and Mushagalusa has the ball on his right foot. When you are playing on the left side of the field and you have the ball on your right foot, you're opening it up for the defender just to reach in and grab it. He has to put the ball on his left foot, so the defender then has to go through him to get the ball. He's completely exposing the ball and and he's going to lose it every single time not very smart attacking from Mushigalusa. Memphis trying to work down the far side there left Goodrum goes down in the attacking half on the inside left and a foul called against Louisville City as Goodrum took the brunt of that foul so a free kick here to Memphis 
Again, in their attacking half by about eight yards, just a couple of yards in from the far sideline. Taken on the ground by Malloy, through to Goodrum, trying to play it through to Turchi. It took a, t- took a deflection and then cleared away by West Sharpie of Louisville City. The clearance goes to midfield, picked up by Smith of Memphis. Now Buckmaster, the left center back for Memphis, drops it off to Malloy, who has dropped deep. Drifting to his right foot, plays a long ball off of his right foot in the air to the near sideline, but to Dodson. Dodson forward to Fernando. Back to Dodson, who's ran- made a run to the middle. Through to Turchi, who's... Made a run through the middle at the top of the penalty area, but he was offside. The flag goes up against Lucas Turchi. Challenge came in from Sharpie. It was a battle for a loose ball, but the flag goes up to end that spell of play. It'll be a fifth-third free kick here to Louisville City. Just a few yards on top of their defensive penalty area, and the goalkeeper, goalkeeper Kyle Morton, will take it. The run that Turchi makes, though, is one of my favorite runs because he's coming from an attacking mid position, and oftentimes those players are able to run through unmarked. So he's starting a little bit deeper, and he's making a diagonal run right behind the center back, and so it's going to make it really difficult for the center back to know that he's coming. So not only is he coming from a position where he's unmarked, but he's able to sneak in between the two center backs. He just doesn't time it properly there, but it's a really good run. Ten and a half minutes gone in the second half. That fifth third free kick sent to midfield, picked up by Jeremy Kelly there from Memphis. Here comes Fernando. Through to Turchi in the attacking end on the right side, outside of the box. Turchi with four defenders for company. Plays it into the middle where it is over Overhit past Jeremy Kelly, picked up by Gonzalez for Louisville. Touches it forward to Wilson Harris. He charges forward into the center circle. Drops it off to Palado Piccolo. A ball on the ground to the near sideline. Mushagalusa making the run forward. Fans on their feet, some of them anyway, anticipating a goal here maybe. Mushagalusa, ball to the back post. Gonzalez made the run, but Gonzalez couldn't catch up to it. It stays in play down by the corner flag on the far side where it's picked up by Segrist now, and he'll just clear it upfield with his left foot up toward midfield. Tosh up for the header with Goodrum and a foul called against Tosh for going over the back of Goodrum who had position on Tosh. And so a foul here and a free kick to Memphis at midfield just to the left of the center circle. And it looks like a final warning has been given to Sean Tosh. Not a booking here, but a final warning. No, it definitely is a foul. Sean Tosh just went completely over the back, had his arm over top of Goodrum, pulling him down. No question about it, a foul. I think it was very nicely handled from the referee. Give a good warning and just completely cut it off there. After the restart from Memphis, they swung into the right side and then played a ball to the top of the box, headed away by Louisville City, and this time a foul against Memphis and a foul against Goodrum. A similar collision looked like between Goodrum and Tosh there. Once again on a ball swung into the top of the box. This time the foul against Memphis is Goodrum. And so it is a fifth third free kick to Louisville City. A couple of yards past the top of the D of Kyle Morton's penalty area, and he will take this free kick, sending everyone forward. Twelve minutes gone. In the second half, 57 minutes in the game, and Louisville City with a one to nothing lead over Memphis 901 in this number one versus number two matchup in the Eastern Conference. Fifth third free kick taken, and it is Sharpie in the middle of the field at the center circle, tried to play to the near sideline toward Mushagalusa, intercepted by Memphis. Jeremy Kelly with it for Memphis at midfield. Drops it back to Segrist, the left back. They're in the Memphis half. Pressure coming forward from Louisville City. Buckmaster back to Segrist, the left back on the far sideline. On the ground toward Kelly. Kelly, a first-time ball into the center circle and a good one to Kissiedu. Coming forward from Kissiedu through to Fernando. Defended very well by Amadou Dia, who plays it out just in front of Fernando, and it's a throw to Memphis on the near side, the right. Fernando had... uh, Dia beaten there, but Dia able to get to the ball first. It's into Fernando once again. He swings the ball into the penalty area, headed away by Manny Perez of Louisville City. It was toward Kelly. Perez a second touch. It's out to Segrist now on the left side, outside of the box. Drops it off back to Kelly. Kelly swings the ball in with his right foot to the box, headed away by Gibson at the penalty spot. Out to Malloy for Memphis. The attack's still on for the visitors here at Lynn Family Stadium. It's backward now to Smith, the right center back, on the ground to Kishiedu. 
drifting away from the attacking end from Memphis's perspective. To Dotson now on the near sideline. Back to Kissiedu near midfield on the inside right. Turns to his left foot. Plays it backward to Buckmaster, the left center back. Under pressure from Bone. Bone comes in with a challenge. Buckmaster goes down. A foul against Bone and a free kick to Memphis. You know, the more I think about it, the more normally we gave the Toyota move of the match to a goal. But I'm going to give it to Amadou Dia today on his slide tackle against Philip Goodrum. I've thought about it over and over. And I was like, the tackle that he made, that move to keep Goodrum from getting on the end of it is going to be your Toyota move of the match. Toyota, let's go places. So the sliding tackle from Amadou Dia that denied Philip Goodrum an opportunity. Goodrum with the hit here from distance, about 30 yards. He just turned onto his right foot and had a hopeful hit, and it was well over the bar in the end of the Estopinal in stands. And out for a Louisville City goal kick. Goodrum. Hoping his luck was in, but it was not there. 59 minutes gone. one to nothing in favor of Louisville City. The 13th league goal of this season for Wilson Harris is the difference between these two teams. And I think Lou City now going to be trying to eat a little bit of time off the clock, but Memphis has to now find the balance of not exposing themselves too much in the back, but then making sure that they're pushing bodies forward to be able to get back into this one. Lou City with 53% of the ball, six shots, four of them on goal, including the goal, six shots for Memphis, just one on target for the visitors. They have possession on the far sideline with Jeremy Kelly back to Patrick Segrist. Ball on the ground down the far sideline. Kistiedu has showed up over there for the moment. Drifts backwards and plays it backward down the far sideline, rather, to Segrist once again. And they'll try and switch fields here along the back line. Buckmaster now to Smith, the right center back, in the Memphis half. A long diagonal from Smith, right to left, toward Kelly. He brings it down, defended by Perez, to Kissiedu in the middle of the field. Back to Kelly, who's made a circling run in the middle. Kelly now to the near sideline. Luis Fernando just outside of the box, the Louisville box that is. Back to Kelly. He plays the ball in, headed away by Tosh, high into the air, still loose in the area, headed away a second time by Sharpie, picked up outside of the box by Gonzalez. He loses out in possession to Malloy. Malloy on his left, clips it toward the six-yard box, knocked down. Fernando is the intended target, still loose in the box, and it's a goal for Memphis. Dodson picks up the loose ball and sweeps it home with his left foot. Bending it around Kyle Morton, and Memphis is back in it. They've pulled it even at one apiece. Louisville City just couldn't get the ball out of their penalty area, and Memphis makes them pay through Derek Dodson, who scores for the third time this year. It's Louisville City 1, Memphis 1, with 61 minutes gone by in this game. What an opportunistic goal by Memphis here. The ball is bouncing around in the box. Loose City not able to clear it properly. And Memphis just continues to go at it at the tack. Dodson is wide open right outside the six-yard box. And the ball falls to him. And he very calmly slots it into that back post to where he pushes it past Morton to where he doesn't even have a chance at getting at it. Poor defending from Loose City and poor clearing. But Memphis, well done on capitalizing on that half chance certainly was a half chance. You can't say much more about it than that. Louisville City, with lots of defenders in the box, just couldn't get the ball away. And Dodson, as you said, Casey, wide open on the near side of the box and curled it with his left foot inside that back post from Memphis's perspective. Uh, and no one there to really get in between it for Louisville City. So it's 1-1 between Louisville and Memphis now. And after the restarts, Louisville in possession. There's a substitution in the works in just a few minutes. Elijah Winder set to come into the game for Louisville, but not after this attack. Mushaglusa on the inside left for Louisville City. Now dribbles into the middle of the field. Swings it to the far side. Gonzalez outside of the box. Here's his cross. Deflected in the air. Still in the area. Now the near side. Amadou Dia picks it up. He crosses it in. Blocked by Dodson. Back to Dia. Now outside of the box. On the near side, the left. 
Dia, defended by Dotson, tries to get around him, goes down, and the referee does give a foul. He blows his whistle here. Amadou Dia trying to dribble it around the defender, Dotson, who just scored a goal for Memphis, and Dotson this time commits a foul, so it's a fifth third free kick to Louisville City in a promising position. It is on the left side of the penalty area, about 10 yards out of the penalty area, but a great opportunity to swing a ball into the box here. Well, and it was a cheeky little move there from Amadou Dia. He dummies the, he plays the ball through the defender's legs and nutmegs him and then tries to get around him. The defender had to tackle him or else Amadou Dia was going to be able to get in and get a good service in. On this set piece, it sets up a perfect opportunity for almost a corner kick play. I would imagine them trying to whip a ball in similar to what they would do to a corner kick since it's only about 10 yards from the corner kick spot. But you're looking, you got, I think, Jorge Gonzalez and Paulo Del Piccolo lining up there to take this one. They are lining up over. It's going to be Del Piccolo, an outswinger off of his left foot into the six-yard box, headed away by Smith, and then cleared away by Kelly at the top of the box. His clearance goes all the way past midfield, and it'll be into the feet of Kyle Morton, who's about 45 yards out of his own goal here at midfield. Morton, a long ball toward the left, toward Del Piccolo, headed away by Dotson, picked up in the middle by Turchi. Now Malloy. Malloy, a good ball, swings it to the far side where it is picked up by Kelly. Here comes Memphis into the attack. Kelly drifts into the middle. Ball with his right foot toward Kissiedu, who made a run down the inside right, intercepted there by Amadou Dia. Now Louisville will try and clear. Dia along the back, through the middle to Tyler Gibson. Gibson to the far sideline now. Manny Perez still in the Louisville half. 63 minutes, 45 seconds gone in this game. It's 1-1. Bone in the middle, and a lot of trouble, and he gives it up. It's Malloy, picks it up for Memphis. Here's Malloy from outside of the box, a bouncing shot into the chest and the arms of Kyle Morton for the save. Nearly a terrible giveaway by Louisville City. Malloy just couldn't pick out either side of the goalkeeper. Really great pressure from Malloy. They had a turnover, Corbin Bone, and then he attacks on the dribble, and he has that space. I appreciate that he took the shot there, but it's going to be very, very difficult to beat Kyle Morton from that distance, and it's going to have to be a spectacular shot. But very nicely done for Malloy. Good awareness to turn over Corbin Bone. Loose City coming forward now out of the back. Sean Tosh, he gives it away. Intercepted by Segrist, who's charging forward with the ball at his feet. Patrick Segrist on the inside left into the attack. Forward to Jeremy Kelly in the box on the left side. Defended by Tosh. Kelly to the end line. Tosh sticks out a leg. Cleared away by Sharpie after it was deflected by Tosh. And that clearance past the far sideline, a throw to Memphis. Memphis having just struck to tie the game. Looking the more likely team to score to take the lead here. As it is 1-1 in the 65th minute, moving toward the 66th in short order. We do have have a substitution which we alluded to a moment ago elijah winder the youngster the academy product for louisville city comes into the game his seventh appearance of the season the older brother of the teenage sensation josh winder and the elder winder elijah comes on in place of palo del piccolo so del piccolo off winder on that substitution brought to you by mhs global above and beyond i thought del piccolo had a great game today excited to see what elijah winder is going to do the past few matches when he's come on he's really been a spark off the bench and has been very creative offensively so excited to see what he's gonna be able to bring now that lucidity has to get another goal to get a win Winder does have a goal to his name this season, scored two home games ago on September 3rd against Sacramento. That was the first goal of his professional career. Here comes Memphis after the restart. Goodrum on the inside right, outside of the box, in the attacking end, on the end line. Swings the ball in toward Turchi. He just gets a toe to it. It's high, over the bar, out of play, but it was defended by Louisville City there. Last touch by Louisville City. And it is a, a corner kick here to Memphis 901 from the near side, their right. 
And if I'm not mistaken, I'm not. It's the first corner of the game for Memphis. It comes in the 67th minute in a 1-1 game. Well, and I feel like Memphis has really been pushing the envelope here, trying to continue to push forward, using that momentum from scoring their goal, and they've just been kind of building on it. Lou City has to ride this wave and see if they can begin to link together some passes and push the ball out of their defensive half and into their offensive half. Aaron Malloy, the Irish captain, will take it. It'll be an outswinger off of his right foot. Here it comes into the six-yard box, headed away by Winder, picked up by Luis Fernando. Into the middle now with Kelly. Now to the near sideline to Malloy, deflected by Bone. Malloy, though, does keep it in play. Cuts it to his left foot. Here's his ball into the box, headed away by Gonzalez of Louisville City. Out to Gibson. Gibson plays it to the near sideline, out of play. Just clears it away, and it's going to be a throw to Memphis on the near side. They're right in there, attacking half still. And again, Louis City just struggling to clear the ball a little bit. There, Gibson was trying to release out to the wide a wide player, but there was no wide player there. He should have just played it long and allowed his team to push out of the back. 23 minutes to go plus stoppage time in this game in a 1-1 game between Memphis and Louisville. The top two teams in the Eastern Conference. Louisville five points clear of Memphis in first place entering play tonight, but Memphis controls their own destiny. They have a game in hand on Louisville City as well. 30 games played for Louisville, 29 entering play tonight for Memphis 901. It's all the way back to the Memphis goalkeeper Trey Muse under pressure from Wilson Harris. He plays it long with his left foot toward Jeremy Kelly. On the end of it was Sean Tosh, though, for Louisville City, and running toward his own goal, he plays it there to the goalkeeper, Kyle Morton. Out of the penalty area now with the left center back, Tosh, into the middle of the Gibson now, the right center back, Tosh, I should say. It was Sharpie, the left center back. Tosh, a long ball off of his right foot, and it's well overstruck. Gonzalez was making a run, but it was 20 yards in front of him. Bounces into, into the chest of the goalkeeper for Memphis, Muse. He drops it off to the right center back, Smith, for Memphis. Now on the near sideline is the right back and the goal scorer, Dodson for Memphis 901. Dotson trying to play it long. It was blocked on its way through by Musha Galusa. Keeps it right here with a throw to Memphis 901 on the near side. They're right, and Dotson will take it. The one thing I don't want to see from New City is them to go away from what they've done so well in this game, and that is their possession, moving the ball quickly, working the ball, changing the point of attack. If they look to go over top a little bit too much, they're going to completely bypass the midfield, and they're going to put a lot of pressure on forwards who are not target forwards. Wilson Harris is not a target forward. He's more of a forward that's going to be creative. And so in order for him to be creative and to really utilize his strengths, they have to move the ball. They have to keep possession and build through the middle of the field. Lucidi on the ball now. Elijah Winder in midfield. Plays it first time to the far sideline. Manny Perez in the Louisville half. They're working from the defensive half here. Long diagonal from right to left from Tosh. To the near sideline, Musha Galusa. Brings it down with his right foot. Drifting away from goal. Now dribbling into the middle. A challenge comes in from behind by Luis Fernando, who goes down injured. But the foul called against Fernando. And so it's a fifth-third free kick here to Louisville City, despite the fact that Fernando was hurt on the play. And Fernando is the one that caused himself this sort of injury because he comes in late on that challenge. Fans cheering a little bit because Kyle Morton's trying to play the ball to where the spot's going to be and ends up hitting Fernando on the back when he's lying on the ground. But it's going to set up a good opportunity for Elucidity to kind of slow the game down, take a breath here, and see if they can begin to get the momentum going back their way. So a fifth-third free kick again to Louisville City. Some boos from the crowd. Perceived to be maybe a little time-wasting for Memphis or certainly just telling him to get out of the way so that their team can take this kick. The whistle goes, and they do take the kick. Bone to Mushaglus on the near sideline. Plays it low on the ground into the box, deflected out. Bone picks it up on the inside left, outside of the box now. To the near sideline, Amadou Dia. Amadou Dia's cross off of his left foot toward Winder, hooked away by Turchi. 
I beg your pardon, that was Smith. It's now Turchi outside of the box. He heads it down to Kisiedu, trying to play it through to Kelly, but Perez there first in the attacking half from Memphis's perspective. And Manny Perez for Louisville City plays it all the way back to the goalkeeper, Morton. Morton back to Perez. Here comes Lou City forward. 70 minutes gone, 20 minutes to go, plus stoppage time in a 1-1 game. Gonzalez for Louisville on the far side. Swings it from the far side to the near side. Sharpie, an awkward touch from Sharpie, but he keeps it in play. All alone, no one up here for pressure from Memphis. The left center back. Sharpie comes forward. Now Sharpie into the middle. He gives it away. Turchy the touch. Picked up by Kelly. Three on two for Memphis if they act quickly. Kelly, near sideline. It's deflected on its way through by Goodrum. And an awkward situation there for Memphis. They ruined that opportunity. Goodrum, just an awkward deflection off of his foot. Here comes Lou City, Manny Perez. And now the game has slowed down considerably. It's Winder at midfield. Swings it into the air to the near sideline. An overload situation for Louisville City. Amadou Dia to the near side. Mushagalusa on the left side of the box. Dribbling in on his left foot. Defended by Dotson. Still Mushagalusa on the end line. Tries to play it back toward Gonzalez. Defended well there by Buckmaster to send it away. And Malloy will clear for Memphis. To Luis Fernando. Fernando turns. Plays it upfield to Goodrum. Flag stays down for the moment. Flat fans went an offside. Tosh beats Goodrum to the loose ball, though, and plays it back to the goalkeeper, Kyle Morton. End-to-end stuff, Casey. Chances for either side here. I mean, I don't even know where to start talking because I feel like I need to go back so far. Mushigalus on his last attack. Very good job picking it up, and he attacked on the dribble. He was decisive on the ball, and that's what allowed him to get the cross up. But on the other end, it looked like Goodrum was just a hair off sides, but really, really good work from Sean Tosh to make that recovery run into in front of Goodrum and eliminate that attack altogether. Game teetering on a nice edge here. Who will take control of the path to the number one seed? Will it be Memphis who control their own destiny or will it be Louisville City who also control their own destiny and currently have the advantage in the standings with a five-point lead over Memphis, though Memphis does have a game in hand. Ball into the box for Mushagalusa towards Gonzalez, headed away by Memphis, top of the area. Kishidu knocks it down. Malloy forward to Goodrum, who's holding it up in the defensive half for Memphis. Sprays it to the far sideline. Kelly forward to Kishidu, making a run down the far side, the left. Beaten to the ball, though, once again by Sean Tosh, who has shown tremendous speed in those recovery runs of the last couple of minutes. It's to the goalkeeper, Morton, and now Louisville City will move forward. The 73rd minute now. Ball forward from Amadou Dia toward Wilson Harris, headed away by Smith. Now Segrist for Memphis on the far side. Plenty of time and space as this game has gotten a little bit spread out here, Casey. Both teams late in this game, only one substitution. It came for Louisville City, and both teams kind of losing their shape a little bit to my eye here. Well, it seems like both teams expended so much energy in the first half, and this second half has been so spread out that they've been running quite a bit. And so what that's led to is this game opening up even more because both teams may be a little lackadaisical here and there on the defensive shape and what's opening up more opportunities for the other team offensively. And so when that's happening with both, that's going to open the game up even more. And that's kind of what we're seeing go on right now. Foul drawn by Wilson Harris of Louisville City called against Graham Smith of uh, Memphis. So it'll be a fifth-third free kick to Lou City in the attacking half on the inside left for them, about 40 yards from goal, but certainly a set-piece situation. Amadou Dia and Jorge Gonzalez are standing over it. Five players in purple jerseys to attack the ball. A sixth on the near side is Musha Galusa. Here comes the approach from Amadou Dia, but the referee will blow his whistle and halt play for the moment as he wants to arrange the players battling for position at the edge of the area right now. Great opportunity here, Casey, for Lou City. It's a really good opportunity to whip a ball, and Lou City just has to be perfect on this execution because Memphis has some very, very tall players. So they have to make sure that they pick out their target and that they play it right to their target and then 
pick up those second balls just like Memphis scored their goal off a half-chance ball bouncing around. Lou City needs to make sure that they're being opportunistic on this set piece. 16 minutes and change to go in a 1-1 game. Here's the ball in the box off the left foot of Dia toward the back post. Tosh was making a run forward, headed away by a Memphis player, and behind it's going to be a corner kick to Lou City, a Vi-Fi corner for the boys in purple. It'll come from the far side, their right, and it is the second Vi-Fi corner of the game for Louisville City. And the first corner kick, we saw that trick play where they played Tyler Gibson, and Gibson got the nice shot up that went wide. Makes me wonder, are they going to pull another trick play here on this set piece, or are they going to try to whip one into the box? Dia stands over it. Winder is there for the short corner if they want to go that way. It'll be an in-swinger off of the foot of Dia if he plays it into the box. Here it comes. It is an in-swinger into the six-yard box, headed a high into the air by Smith of Memphis. Segrist, the second header out of the box. Then Kelly forward, Fernando making the run, but beaten to it by Gibson. Gibson through to Mushagalusa. Flag stays down. Mushagalusa on the end line in the corner. Outside of the box, dribbling in against Kishedu. Gets around him with a nutmeg and then goes for goal from an absolutely acute angle. Mushagalusa perhaps a bit selfish there as he did all the hard work of getting around Kishedu and then took a shot from really difficult range to score. In my opinion, extremely poor decision from Mushigalusa there. He does all the work, like you said, to get around Kissyadu. And then why he takes a shot there is beyond me because there is no angle. Muse is cutting off the angle. He's got four or five bodies in the box that he has can, that can play the ball. You have to send the ball in there. You have to cross the ball and give those teams that have, give your players that have a better angle and opportunity to get on the end of it a poor, poor decision. So the ball out for a goal kick after that wide shot from Mushagalusa. A couple of things happening here. One, Jorge Gonzalez is down on one knee, and the referee has called in the trainers for Louisville City to check on Gonzalez here. And while Gonzalez is down on that knee, Memphis has made a substitution. They've gone to the bench for Zach Carroll. A big, meaty defender at 6'3", 188, a 28-year-old from Michigan in his seventh year as a professional, and he replaces Luis Fernando, the native of Sao Paulo, Brazil, uh, 25-year-old in his seventh year as a professional. So Carroll on, replacing Luis Fernando, and of course Fernando, as you remember, on a yellow card because he was in that skirmish with Mushagalusa in the first half. So perhaps Ben Perman, the head coach for Memphis, taking off a player on a yellow card late in this game, perhaps smartly. Again, the substitution, it is Fernando off and Carroll on, and now Louisville City with a substitution after that pause, and it's the player that just went down with a little bit of an injury, Jorge Gonzalez taken out, replaced by Napo Matsoso, and Nap- uh, Matsoso will line up as the right winger here again because Ownby is out with an injury and Serrano out with a suspension. So Gonzalez off, Matsoso on for Lou City, Carroll on and Fernando off for Memphis. Both of those substitutions brought to you by MHS Global above and beyond. They come in the 77th minute of a 1-1 game. And some interesting substitution, a little more defensive-minded substitutions for both teams, kind of solidifying that back line or putting more defensive-minded players in there. I think it's smart to pull off Jorge Gonzalez. Didn't look like it was anything serious, but I think it's a good opportunity to pull him off, rest him a little bit again. You know you're in the playoffs, and so you have to start thinking about those matches and having players fresh and ready to go for those matches. Is this game important? Absolutely. But the playoffs are right around the corner. A point would guarantee that Louisville City makes the top four in the East, so a tie is not a bad result for Louisville City. It would guarantee them a home playoff game in their first playoff game. But again, the ultimate goal 
of this final stretch of the regular regular season is to win that Eastern Conference regular season title to take the number one seed and get a bye week in the first round of the playoffs. So that's what's at stake here for Louisville City. Memphis, of course, chasing Louisville City in pursuit of that number one seed. A foul called against Memphis. It was a fifth-third free kick to Louisville City, poorly hit by Kyle Morton. He just sends it directly out of play. And so it's a throw now to Memphis on the near side, the right for Memphis. And Reese Buckmaster, who has slid out to the right side as a right fullback from where he was playing center back before, with Carroll lining up along the back line. Buckmaster takes it, takes the throw, that is, into Turchy. Turchy does really well in a crowd to turn with the ball at his feet. Is now Graham Smith as they're moving back toward the Memphis goal. Into the Memphis penalty area. Trey Muse under pressure from Wilson Harris. Muse just gets the ball away. Kiss you do with a touch, but it's picked up by Gibson. Gibson forward to Harris. Harris on side. No, he wasn't. He had been in an offside position after chasing the ball into the feet of Trey Muse. Tried to get back onside as the ball came forward from Gibson, but the flag goes up, and it's a free kick to Memphis here. And that was a really, really close one because it looked like Wilson Harris had done the work to get back on sides, but at the very last second, the back line of Memphis just took a little bit of a step forward, and that forced Harris to be offsides. But really good awareness there to try to connect with Harris. Harris is so good when he can get in between the two center backs and have a nice turn off the pass. And so that's what he was looking to do there. Just a little unfortunate, wasn't able to connect. So the offside flag up and the free kick to Memphis. They'll take this free kick inside their defensive penalty area. 11 minutes to go, plus stoppage time in this game. 1-1 between Louisville City and Memphis. Wilson Harris, the goal scorer, two minutes into the second half for Lou City. And then Derek Dodson, uh, several minutes later, tied the game for Memphis. After the free kick to Memphis... Memphis trying to, or Louis City trying to come forward rather through Mushagalusa. He goes down, but the foul called against Mushagalusa. And so it's another free kick to Memphis, this time further out of their penalty area, still in their defensive half. They move it to the left side. Segrist, the left back, has it. Still Segrist forward to Turchi down the far sideline, but the flag up against Turchi here. And an offside call against Memphis will give a fifth-third free kick to Lou City in their defensive half. And Turchi just starting in an offside position and coming back to get that ball on an onside position. A player just has to be a little bit more aware in those situations because you're just forcing a turnover when really you're just being a little bit lazy and not getting on sides. Goal from Dotson coming in the 61st minute. So the 47th minute for Harris to score for Lou City and the 61st minute to score for Dotson. The 13th goal of the season for Harris, the third of the season for Dotson for Memphis. An errant pass from Lou City's back line toward Musha Galusa over his head out of play. Goes to the feet of Memphis. They'll try and build out of the back. We're in the 81st minute. Gives me the opportunity to remind you about tonight's Lynn Family Sports Vision and Training Man of the Match Poll. It is available for you to vote in on Twitter. Go to twitter.com slash FC for about the next 10 minutes or so to vote on tonight's Man of the Match. The Lynn Family Sports Vision and Training Man of the Match. Chance for Memphis here. They're on the right side of the box. Dodson swings across in, and he just overhit it over everyone's head. Goodrum making a back post run, but it's over Goodrum's head and out for a Louisville City throw, in fact, on the far sideline in the Louisville City defensive half. Manny Perez, the right back, takes it infield to Corbin Bone, and now Tyler Gibson as Louisville City tries to work out of the back. Well, and you've got some good options for man of the match. If you're wondering, they are Wilson Harris, Amadou Dia, Jorge Gonzalez, and Wes Sharpie, all players who have put in a really, really good performance this evening. I think my vote's going to have to go with Amadou Dia, though the work that he's done on both ends of the ball and then a few of the saving slide tackles that he had, I think that he's going to be my vote for man of the match. Certainly Dia defensively has been the man of the match again early in the second half. Goodrum was in. Dia made a sliding challenge in the penalty area, timed it to perfection to get the ball away from Goodrum. No foul was called, though Goodrum wanted a penalty. 
He's had a couple of sliding challenges like that tonight. Here comes Memphis forward, though. Down the near sideline, Kelly will watch it roll past the inline as it was last touched by Louisville City. And it's out for a Memphis corner kick on the near side, the right for Memphis. It'll be the second corner they have earned tonight. And it's an opportunity in a 1-1 game with eight minutes and change to go plus stoppage time from a set piece for the visitors to maybe steal something late here. It's going to be Malloy to take this corner. Well, and it came off of a complete giveaway from Lou City. Tyler Gibson trying to play a back pass and completely mishits it, plays it to where nobody is, turns the ball over, and sets up a really solid opportunity for Memphis. Malloy will take it as the referee, Gabrielle Giusti, in the six-yard box, having a conversation with a couple of players, Kishidu and Amadou Dia, who were jostling for position. He now retreats from the penalty area, does the referee. So it'll be an outswinger off the right foot of Malloy once again. He stands over, raises his arm into the air. Here's his approach, and here's the kick. Into the six-yard box, flicked on toward goal by Goodrum. At the back post, Segris keeps it in play. Defended by two Louisville City players. He turns, ter- sends it toward goal, but it's errant and behind, and a loose City goal kick there. A good idea from Memphis. Play to the near post and try and flick it onto the back post. Just couldn't connect on it. I'll say a really nicely worked play because Goodrum is starting behind Kyle Morton, like in- almost inside the goal, and right before the kick is being played he's running in front of Kyle Morton towards the near post kind of popping off into some space hoping to be open and he was the target they just weren't able to connect on it but it's a nicely worked set piece and before we get the restart it'll be an injury timeout an injury pause here as Lucas Turchi the big Brazilian has gone down he's put in a good shift tonight 83 minutes gone the training staff coming on to see to him as he's down in a seated position reaching for his legs, and it looks like we're going to have a substitution likely for Turchi as the player standing at midfield for Memphis is Logue, Niall Logue, a 26-year-old, now 27, I should say, 27-year-old from Northern Ireland. He's going to check into the game as Turchi now rises to his feet. No official confirmation of that sub just yet, though Logue is standing right by the fourth official. And now Turchi is making his way off the field. Turchi, you remember, in the first half had the shot bang off the post that Kelly turned in for what we thought was an opening goal. But an offside flag went up against Kelly. But I think Turchi tonight has been pretty impressive to me, Casey. He's used his big body at 6'4 to good use and nearly contributed contributed rather to an opening goal for Memphis had it not been offside. I would agree. I think Turchi was very, very good for Memphis. He not only positioned himself very well defensively to intercept some passes, but offensively he made some really great runs off the ball that opened up not only opportunities for him, but opportunities for his teammates. And then he was solid on the ball. He was very hard to dispossess, and that's what led to quite a few of the attacks for Memphis. That substitution now confirmed. Logue onto the field in place of Turchi. That substitution brought to you by MHS Global. Niall Logue, another big player, 6'4", 185. He'll slot into that defensive midfield where Turchi found himself tonight and will provide another large presence, a physical presence for Memphis as we close this game out. Five minutes to go and change, plus stoppage time in a 1-1 game. Lou City against Memphis, 9-0-1. Lou City trying to come forward after the goal kick. It is Gibson in the middle. The near sideline, Amadou Dia. Dia, good ball to the back post. Winder making a run into the area, but it's in front of him, and it bounces behind the defending done by Segrist to make sure Winder couldn't reach the ball, and it's a goal kick to Memphis here. 
it's the right idea from Amadou Dia to play that bending ball behind that back line. He just gets underneath it a little bit too much and lifts it too much so his teammates aren't able to get on the end of it. So, again, that comes down to what I've talked about all match, about being a little bit sharper with their execution. He has to make sure he stays over it a little bit more, maybe puts a little bit more drive into the ball, a little more power on it. It's going to allow his teammates to be able to get on the end of it. Goal kick coming for Trey Muse of Memphis. Four and a half minutes to go plus stoppage time in a 1-1 game. How do you see this going down the stretch here, Casey? Do we have another goal in this? What do you think? I mean, I could see it going either way. I could see teams both being a little bit more defensive, trying to hold in. But I don't think that's the style that these teams play. I could imagine it could open up quite a bit to potentially lead to another goal. It just depends on how exposed and how willing the teams are to push forward. Ball through from Louisville's perspective toward Musha Galusa, but Trey Muse off of his line, the goalkeeper. Again, the Louisville native playing for the first time in his hometown tonight as a professional. Male high school for Muse. He was off of his line to beat Musha Galusa to the ball, and then Memphis trying to come forward. It's out, deflected by Louisville City for a throw to them, to Memphis, that is, on the near sideline. Buckmaster now playing it right back, will take it at midfield. Forward to Goodrum. He does well to hold it up. Backwards to Kissiedu. Now further backward to the near sideline, Buckmaster. Back to Kissiedu in the middle. A crowd of purple jerseys around him. They come out with the ball for the moment. Musha Galusa charging forward. A challenge in from Graham Smith. The second ball picked up by Gibson. Gibson, a long ball off of his left foot down the near sideline to Mushagalusa. Gets the touch around Smith. Here's Mushagalusa in the box on the left side. Goes for the toe poke shot at the near post. And it's off the post and behind for a goal kick to Memphis. As Mushagalusa, another terrific opportunity. This one certainly of the difficult variety. A very tight angle at that near post. Tried to go with the toe poke with his right foot. And it, in the end, goes off of the post and behind. And it's, a, again, a great run from Mushigalusa. He's all the hard work, all the right things, until he gets to his final decision. And when he gets there, he, again, has no angle. Muse has the post covered, and he has Wilson Harris making a run. Instead of toe-poking it with the right foot where there's no angle, use your left foot to then cross it to Wilson Harris for an easy tap-in on the back post. Goal kick taken by Muse, sent long. Carroll, who checked in a few minutes ago at center back, heaves it forward. Knocked down by Louisville City. Picked up by Malloy of Memphis on the near sideline. Tries to play it through to Dodson, who is playing forward. It's out of play. It's a Louisville throw. On the near side, the Louisville left. Amadou Dia will take it in the defensive half. Two minutes and change, plus stoppage time to go in this 1-1 game. Do we have a late winner for either side? Matt Soso with a touch for Louisville. Errantly to Dodson on the near sideline. Tried to play it through to Goodrum. Flag goes up against Goodrum and a fifth-third free kick to Lou City here once again in the defensive half on the near side their left. They'll take it with Dia on the ground to Sharpie. Further on the ground to the right side now the right center back Sean Tosh in the Louisville half. Tosh tries to clip a ball in the air to Manny Perez, but he just underhit it. Underhit it by about 20 yards, in fact. It's a turnover. Logue comes away with it. Logue to the far sideline to Smith. Back to Logue, trying to play it in the middle to Kishiedu. And a handball called against Tyler Gibson in midfield. Will give Memphis a free kick here in a relatively dangerous position. It's on the inside left in the attacking half, 25 yards from the edge of the penalty area. But they certainly could bring numbers forward here and play a ball into the box and see what happens. I'm not sure if I agree with this one from the referee. He calls a handball on Tyler. Gibson and it looked like it hit Tyler Gibson's chest the referee could only see the back of Tyler Gibson so he's having to infer where exactly he thinks it hits Gibson so I'm not really sure if I agree with this decision the final minute of the regulation 94th coming 88-50 and counting here comes the free kick from Malloy into the penalty area several white shirts forward headed forward by Logue toward goal it's over the bar wide of the bar in the end I think ultimately and out of play and it's going to be a goal kick to Lucy no it's not they say it's last touch by Lou City Boos from the fans who disagree with that. It's going to be a corner kick here 
to Memphis. On the near side, their right. And another set-piece opportunity late in this game. We're in the final minute of the 90-plus stoppage time to come. And this is where you have to manage the emotions. This is where you have to focus in on what you can control. You can't control the referee. You can't control the way the calls are going. You can't control what Memphis is doing, but you can control what you do. And Lou City has to take care of business in this moment. Malloy with it on the near side, the right, standing over this corner kick. Referee now blows his whistle and allows him to proceed. He places the ball down. It is going to be the fourth corner of the night for Memphis. It'll be an outswinger off the right foot of Malloy. Here it comes, high into the air to the back post, and a collision in the box and a foul called against Memphis before they could even attack that ball in the air as Harris went to the ground for Louisville City, and he's now cramping up. He's getting some treatment from his teammates. It's going to be a fifth-third free kick to Lou City inside their defensive penalty area after Harris recovers. The referee has called for the trainers now as we have moved into stoppage time. Uh, but it'll be a pause in play for the moment. A good ball in, I thought, there, Casey. was high into the air to the back post, but the foul thwarts Memphis's opportunity there. Yeah, it was a great service and a great opportunity, and I feel like so many times players foul or they try to run over a player, and the ref's going to call that every single time. If there is a little bit of contact in the box, the ref is going to call it, and so you're wasting your opportunity in that situation. Harris still down on the ground. We've moved into stoppage time, which is presented by the Louisville Muhammad Ali International Airport. The referee has added a minimum of four minutes to this game. Again, the score 1-1 between Lou City and Memphis 9-0-1. And while Harris was down on the ground receiving treatment, it was announced that he has won tonight's Lynn Family Sports Vision and Training Man of the Match Award, as voted on by you, the Lou City fans. He did score the opening goal of the night in the 47th minute. Lou City's only goal tonight. But Harris still down, receiving some treatment in the Lou City defensive penalty area to our right. A bit of a hush has fallen over the crowd here at Lynn Family Stadium. Harris now finally rises to his feet to a few cheers from the fans and is walking off the field under his own power as well. Looks like maybe just a cramping situation, not to speculate, but Harris looks just about full strength as he now walks off the field. Lou City's going to have a couple of substitutions here as well, Casey. It's going to be Oscar Jimenez to come on for Lou City. He replaces Harris. So Harris coming off after that injury. Oscar Jimenez replaces him. And the other substitution, which I believe they were going to make, Carlos Mogel was standing by the fourth official, but I think they pulled him back now. So just the one switch for Lou City here. Harris on, off rather. Jimenez on that substitution brought to you by MHS Global above and beyond. And I think another smart decision, Wilson Harris picking up a little bit of a knock. Hopefully it was just cramping, but a good decision to sub him off and see if they can keep him fresh for the matches to come. But you imagine the stoppage time is going to start just about now, and so it will have four minutes from now. Yeah, still plenty of time to go. Lucidity trying to work it down the left side. Neat, tight stuff. Winder was involved with it. Musha Galusa as well. But ultimately, it goes out for a Lucidity throw. They take that throw, then send it long down the sideline. It's out for a Memphis throw now. On the near side, the Memphis right in the Memphis defensive half. Again, we're in stoppage time. A 1-1 score between Lucidity and Memphis 901 in this top of the standings clash between number one Lucidity and number two Memphis in the Eastern Conference as they duke it out for that number one seed and the bye in the first week of the USL Eastern Conference playoffs this autumn. 
It's out for another Memphis throw, this time on the near sideline, near midfield. Still in the Memphis half by a few yards. Buckmaster takes it into Malloy, back to Buckmaster. He turns backward, plays it on the ground to the right center back, Graham Smith. Just a few yards outside of the Memphis box, across the field on the ground to the left center back, Carroll, the substitute. Carroll winds up for a long hit. He sends it long, high in the air, down the near sideline. Dodson making a run. Goodrum, two. It's out of play, headed away by Amadou Dia. Throw to Memphis in the attacking half now. May they find something late here, the visitors. Goodrum to Buckmaster, back to Malloy, and now at midfield is Smith. Into the center circle is Carroll, the left center back on the defensive side of that center circle. Now to the right center back, Smith. A near sideline, Malloy, the captain. Malloy, a ball in the air down the near sideline. Dodson making a run forward. Dodson on side. Off the chest of Dotson, down to his feet, tries to square up Amadou Dia. Dia with a touch, and it's past the end line. They're going to give another corner kick here to Memphis. Dia pleading his case to the assistant referee on the near sideline, but that assistant referee is given a corner kick. So Memphis with a late, late corner here from the near side, their right once again. Yeah, it looked like the Memphis player played it off Amadou Dia, but the referee saw something, or that the Memphis player played it out, but the referee saw him playing off of Amadou Dia. It's something to note. Lucidia is in a back five right now. Into the near post, knocked away, sent away by Oscar Jimenez from the corner kick, picked up by Jeremy Kelly of Memphis, veering his way into the attack just outside of the box, the left side, swung in by Segris, deflected on its way through. Now Kisyadu in the box on his right foot, top of the box, out of the box to uh, Malloy. Malloy. Plays it to the far side. Kelly on side. It's in the six-yard box, and it's in the back of the net. It's sent home by Graham Smith of Memphis. Helter-skelter stuff at the back. He slides into the corner flag on the far side, punches it high into the air. The corner flag sails into the seats in celebration. Graham Smith with the goal for Memphis and have the visitors stolen it late in stoppage time. Just a calamity at the back for Lou City. They couldn't clear it once again. And Smith, the fortunate person at the goal mouth, just to send it into the back of the net to give his team what looks like a late victory on the road. It's Memphis 2, Lou City 1, with just minutes to play in stoppage time here at Lynn Family Stadium. And it was a great goal from Memphis. They play the ball out. They recycle the ball after the corner kick. And then they play a nice driven ball into the box that is then looped in. Morton comes out to try to get it. Where he's going, I don't know. If he goes out to get it, he has to be 100% sure that he's going to get it. So it ended up being a wide-open goal for an easy tap-in. Lou City just falling asleep at the back. And Lou City, after the restart, Tyler Gibson immediately trying to send it long. Goodrum into the mix. And now the tempers are flaring once again. Goodrum pretended to be hit in the mouth. He went down, immediately got back up as someone got into his face. The two teams come together. Goodrum once again at the center of it. He's been a firecracker for Memphis all season. He was at the middle of it the last time these two teams met in July. He's in the middle of it now. It was just from the restart for Lou City. They played it back to Tyler Gibson. He immediately tried to play it long. Goodrum, as is his right, closed it down to try and challenge it. And when he slid in for the challenge, a foul was called and tempers flared. And now the referee has finally separated everyone. And our referee will once again have to issue some bookings here as the fans on the near sideline have a chant of disparagement. And it's the double red card. My goodness. A straight double red card to Goodrum of Memphis and Gibson of Lou City. Two World of Beer red cards shown. A straight red card. I can't believe it. To both players. So we're going to finish with 10 players apiece here. Goodrum sent off and Gibson sent off. My word. In all honesty, I believe it is the right decision from the referee. 
It is a straight red because both players put hands to the face. The minute that those players touched each other's face, immediately a red card. No question about it. I think the referee handled it very nicely. It is extremely unfortunate that that happened. Very, very stupid on and, both players. And now a third red card has been shown straight to Reese Buckmaster. What is happening? I'm not even sure what Buckmaster was carded for. Maybe he just said the wrong word to the referee. So now we've had three World of Beer red cards shown in stoppage time. And just like these two teams in July, we've got three red cards all of a sudden. So Buckmaster off, Goodrum off for Memphis, Gibson off for Lou City. Who knows how much time is left in this game as we've moved into stoppage time and the clock has not been running on the scoreboard here at the stadium. So it's going to finish... 10 against 9, Lou City with a man advantage, but down a goal here 2-1 to one to Memphis. I will say that since we restarted after Wilson Harris got hurt, we played about 5 minutes and 45 seconds so far. Oh, the heads up, Casey Whitfield with I'm the timer. I'm on it. I'm I on love it. it. I love it. <laughs> I believe the red card for Buckmaster was for the follow-up afterwards. I think he came in a little bit strong on the fight, and so I think it could be a combination between that and then also maybe something that was said. But I'm kind of at a loss for words at trying to figure out what is going on. It's going to be a free kick for Memphis after the initial foul against Tyler Gibson, and Memphis will surely try and kill the clock here. The dynamics of this game have changed significantly. It's 10 against 9 once again. Loose City down a man, and somehow that is the end of stoppage time. After all of that, the referee blows his whistle to end the game. Really inexplicable. Who knows how much time was actually played in stoppage time. I think we lost about two minutes of play. But the referee has ended the game. Controversial circumstances in which this game ends. Memphis strikes in stoppage time to win the game through Graham Smith, and Lou City goes down in defeat. Number two has upended number one, and now with a game in hand, Memphis just two points behind Lou City in those Eastern Conference standings, and Memphis controls their own destiny if they win out. They will be the number one seed in the Eastern Conference no matter what. Talking points aplenty as it finishes. Lou City goes down tonight to Memphis. A final score of 2-1. to one. Let's take a timeout. A lot to talk about as the boos rain down at Lynn Family Stadium. A controversial finish. Let's pause. Again, the final score. Memphis wins it over Louisville 2-1. Plenty to come on the postgame wrap coming your way on ESPN Louisville. This new Toyota Tundra is amazing. It's rugged and capable. Designed, engineered, and built right here in the USA. And Tundra is more powerful and more fuel efficient. The iForce Max hybrid powertrain delivers 437 horsepower. And with a multi-terrain select, no matter what the conditions are, it automatically adjusts the engine throttle and traction. Well, the crawl control modulates the throttle and brakes. When we say you can go anywhere and do anything. Tundra really means it. Yeah. Toyota. Let's go places. Imagine your bright career when you join the UofL health team. Now, imagine receiving free tuition to the University of Louisville. At UofL Health, we believe in investing in you and the power of education. So now, your UofL Health family has college tuition covered for all employees and their families. Just imagine the possibilities. For details, visit uoflhealth.org slash imagine. That's the power of you.
Nansen Craft Florist, family owned and operated in Louisville since 1850. A local one-stop shop for flowers, whether it's for a special occasion or no reason at all. Nansen Craft Florist, 141 Breckenridge Lane. Call 502-897-6551 for nationwide shipping and same-day local delivery for any occasion. Online at nansencraft.com. Remember, you don't need a reason to brighten someone's day with beautiful flowers from Nansen Craft. Proud partner of Louisville City FC. Lou City FC and Racing Louisville merch is the best way to show pride for your teams and your city. Lancaster firing a shot from very far out and knuckled it in! Our 2022 jerseys are now available, so grab your kit and get ready to cheer on the team this season. Visit the team store at Lynn Family Stadium open Monday through Saturday from 10 to 6 to check out the new apparel, accessories, and novelties arriving weekly. Or shop online at shop.lucity.com and shop.racingloufc.com. It's time for the Kentucky Office of Highway Safety Post-Match Show. Now, back to Lynn Family Stadium, here's Jeff Milby and Casey Whitfield. We've had a couple of bizarre endings to games, a couple of bizarre games you can say over the course of this season for Louisville City. That one may take the cake, though, for most bizarre way to end it. It finishes in favor of Memphis 901 2-1. For them, they avenge that loss in July where Louisville City came from behind to win it 2-1 uh, to one down in Memphis. They now have come from behind in Louisville three months, two months later after that loss on July 16th to defeat Lou City in Lynn Family Stadium. And they now have the Eastern Conference at their mercy. If they win out, they will have the edge over Lou City for that number one seed in playoff position. Welcome in to tonight's post-game wrap, which is brought to you by the Kentucky Office of Highway Safety, which reminds you to always play it safe behind the wheel. Buckle up and put your phone down. Be safe, Kentucky. As we mentioned, the full-time score, Memphis 2, Lou City 1, is presented by the Gorski Law Office, the official partner of Louisville City FC. Casey Whitfield alongside me, Jeff Milby. We're glad to have you along. Let's try and recap what just happened. It's really, I'm still processing it myself. Let's go all the way back to halftime. A well-played first half. It finishes scoreless. Loose City comes out in the second half flying. And Wilson Harris scores two minutes into the second half to give Loose City a one to nothing lead. Memphis tied it 14 minutes later on Pretty much a loose ball in the penalty area for Louisville City that they just couldn't clear away. And Derek Dodson pounced on it for Memphis to score and make it 1-1. It stayed that way all the way into stoppage time. We were given four minutes of stoppage time, and on the official score sheet that I'm looking at, we played 98 minutes. So eight minutes, in fact, were went away on the clock. Casey will have a comment on that, I'm sure, in a moment. In the 95th minute, Graham Smith scored the winning goal for Memphis. It was another situation to my eye, Casey, where Lou City couldn't clear the ball out of the penalty area, and it started a moment earlier when Memphis won a corner kick that many of the fans here thought was not a corner. It was a situation on the end line where Amadou Dia came in with a challenge. It looked like Dia played it off of the Memphis defender, but the referee, the assistant referee, saw it differently, said Dia had the last touch. It's out for a corner kick to Memphis, and they ultimately, after a couple of balls, a couple of cycled balls through, they score off that corner kick 
to take the lead. Let's talk about that before we get to all the craziness at the end with the three red cards. What did you see on that last goal for Memphis that gave them the victory? And to start with, was the call correct giving them the corner kick? I mean, look, it's tough. The angle that we have is different than what the referee is going to be able to see. But from what I could see, the way that the ball was played, I don't know how it deflected off of Dia and continued to go in that direction. Now, it could have just, like, slid right off of his foot or something like that to where it did make some contact. Again, it's hard to see, but a very, very tough call there. Regardless, whether you agree with the call or not, you should not let that determine your mindset. You should not let that be affecting. Instead of being like, okay, I need to switch on. We got a corner kick. We got to clear this out. That's the decision. That's what we have to deal with. Now we have to move on. Instead of sitting there thinking, oh, it shouldn't have been a corner kick. There was the wrong call. What are the refs doing? The refs are blah, 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 blah. That's not the way your mind should go. It should be, okay, it's a corner kick. We have to do this, this, this. We need to make it happen. And that's not what happened at all. This match was Lou City's game to lose, and they lost it. Straight up, point blank, they lost it. To your point, after the goal went in, it ultimately was a pretty well-worked goal by Memphis. Malloy, the midfielder, it, it caught me by surprise. It was a driven ball from the middle of the field to the left. I almost thought he was trying to shoot and really struck it poorly. Whether that was the case or not, it worked to their advantage because Jeremy Kelly ran onto it from the left wing, got to the end line. Kyle Morton comes off of his line to challenge. Kelly lifts it high into the air to the edge of the six-yard box. Smith is there to win the header and score it for Memphis. He runs to the corner flag. We touched on it all game, the fiery nature of of this, I think it's clearly now a rivalry between these two teams on the field. Smith slides into the corner flag, punches it six rows deep into the stands on the far sideline. So all of that aside, then we move to the restart. After the, the goal, Lucidi now obviously eager to get the game going again. They feel like they have some time left. That goal was scored Technically five minutes into stoppage time, but we'd had an injury to Wilson Harris. We had some time that was wasted. So they thought they had some time left to try and get a goal back and, and get a point back in this game, now trailing it 2-1. to one. And immediately from the, the kickoff, Lucidi plays it back to Tyler Gibson. He's winding up to send a long diagonal down the near sideline. But Philip Goodrum, the fiery Philip Goodrum, comes in for a challenge on the ball. A foul is called against Gibson, and those two go at it. Hands to the face from both players. Goodrum went down for a second and then immediately got back up as the two teams came together, jawing at each other, shoving each other. The second time we'd seen them come together with a brawl situation. And then the referee shows a straight red card to Goodrum, a straight red card to Gibson, and after the fracas, a straight red card to Reese Buckmaster of Memphis. So three red cards shown in the space of a minute to end the game. And then almost immediately after restarting following those three red cards, he blows the whistle to end the game. Memphis comes away with a victory. What do you make of that final crazy situation? Ultimately the foul against Harris, I beg your pardon, against Gibson, and then three red cards. I mean, we knew this game was going to be a very emotional one. We talked about it before the game. I think the players just let the emotions get the best of them, and they made very stupid decisions in heightened emotion states. And I think looking back on it, they're going to regret what happened because it was not the smartest decision, and they put their team at a loss. Maybe not this match, but looking forward to next match, none of those players can play, and the points are critical coming down the stretch, especially for both of these teams who need to maximize on points if they want to get first place. And so I think – 
Very, very stupid decision. The referee, I think, could have maybe added another minute. There could have potentially been another minute. But you just gave three straight red cards. You're trying to just get out of this thing yeah. because you don't know what's going to happen. It could be another foul, another fight could break out, and then you're going to. And it just puts the referee at a poor position. And so I think if those red cards don't happen, I think we have an additional two minutes to be played. If, but because that happened, the ref's just trying to get out of there, and I don't blame him one bit. You sure. just showed three straight reds. Yep. You're just trying to exit the game before anybody gets hurt or anything else goes wrong. So that's how it finished. 2-1 in favor of Memphis. I wonder if any of those red cards will be rescinded. I mean, I, probably not. I but, don't imagine so. But the point being, to a point that you alluded to, particularly for Memphis, Philip Goodrum, their leading goal scorer, 19 goals on the season. He will now have to miss the next game. Reese Buckmaster, he's a starting defender for them. He's played in 30 games, 30 starts for them. He's a key player along their back line. He'll have to miss the game. Gibson, a player for Louisville City, certainly has been critical to their their success in the midfield. He's been the tempo setter in the midfield for them all season long. But there's a little bit of depth where maybe Lucidi can shuffle some guys around to make up for that. But for Memphis, losing Goodrum for their next game as they continue to chase down Lucidi at the top of the standings, that's going to be a huge miss for them next game out. Well, that's a tough one because they're playing Memphis. They come up against Memphis, or no, Memphis plays Miami, excuse me. Memphis plays Miami on the road, so they're having to go to Miami to play this matchup, which is, you know, a decent travel. It's difficult to play in Miami, and so they're going to have to travel. They're going to have to play a team that's battling to get into a better position. Miami is sitting sixth, I believe, in the standings right now. Seventh, excuse me, seventh in the standings right now, so they have clinched playoffs, but they're trying to battle to see if they can get a little bit better of a placement within the playoffs. So it's going to be a tough match. Let's take a timeout. We do have one break to go to before our final segment. So much to unpack. We've unpacked quite a bit of it so far, but more to come. What does this result mean for Lou City going forward? What does it mean for Memphis? And what does it mean for the playoffs? These two teams are lining up to meet each other in the Eastern Conference Final if everything went to chalk in the in the playoffs come uh, in, in a few weeks' time. So let's Pause once again, and we'll look ahead to what's to come and what to make of this result. Again, Memphis wins it tonight, 2-1 to one over Lou City here at Lynn Family Stadium. They've cut the deficit to two points behind Lou City in those Eastern Conference standings. You're listening to the Kentucky Office of Highway Safety postgame wrap on ESPN Louisville. Jefferson Animal Hospital and Regional Emergency Center has been serving Louisville and Southern Indiana communities open 24 hours, 365 days for emergency and routine examinations. Does your pet currently need vaccines? A middle-of-the-night appointment provides the same high-quality care and affordable cost as a regular mid-afternoon appointment. At Jefferson Animal 24-Hour Hospital, doctors and trained staff are always here to care for your pet. Schedule your pet's next checkup at jeffersonanimalhospital.com. As a sponsor of Lou City FC, LG&E is proud to empower sweet passes, monster saves, and in our humble opinion, the most loyal, rowdiest, loudest fans anywhere. And when we're not <clears throat> and when we're not cheering on the players, we're working hard for our customers with sustainability initiatives like SolarShare and electric vehicle charging stations. At LGE, our energies go to scoring goals and to serving you. Learn more at LGE-KU.com. 
Uncle Chuck, what is fall? Fall means football, but the excitement doesn't end there. This is when Kentucky's outdoors are just getting started. The Kentucky Department of Fish and Wildlife reminds you that lakes and streams are alive with fall fishing. And for many, the biggest game of the season is white-tailed deer. Get your fishing and hunting license and get your game plan together. This fall, take aim on a winning season at fw.ky.gov. Go Cards! From their first steps to their first dance, high chairs to high school. At Norton Children's, we know that when you're a parent, one thing stays the same through every stage. Their health is the most important thing in the world to you, which is why it's the only thing we do. Caring just for kids, for all the little things, the big things, and everything in between. NortonChildrens.com slash just for kids. For all the care along the way. Welcome back. It is the Kentucky Office of Highway Safety postgame wrap, a losing one from a Louisville City perspective as they go down in defeat to Memphis 9-0-1 tonight by a final score of 2-1. And, Casey, both goals for Lou City tonight, we were just talking about it off air, they are similar in the sense that they were just sort of loose balls in the box defensively for Lou City where they just couldn't clear it away fully. They just couldn't get it out of danger. And after recycling the ball, not once, not twice, but maybe three times each time for Memphis, they were able to pounce uh, in the end and score both goals. The, it, to be blunt, from a lucidity perspective, I think it's fair to say they're mistakes to both of those goals. And this is the worst time to be having those mistakes show themselves late in the season for Louisville with just – three games to go now in the regular season as you try and wind up for the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, they are absolute mistakes. And I hate to say it, but it was almost flashbacks to the Tampa game where we couldn't clear the ball and it cost us the game. And that's exactly what happened here. We couldn't clear the ball and it cost us the game. And so you can't be having those types of mistakes this late in the season. You can't be unraveling at the back this late in the season. And so they're going to have to figure out within this next week of training before they go play Rio Grande Valley, they're going to have to figure out what is going wrong on these set pieces. Why are we not able to clear the ball? Is it our positioning? Is it our marking? Do we need to go to a zone? Do we need to be more man-to-man? And really look at how they're organizing defensively, whether it's on set pieces or crosses, and making sure that everybody is on the same page. Because – to give up two goals in the exact same way with loose balls bouncing around and giving teams numerous chances, if you continue to do that, you will not be successful in the playoffs. And so Lou City has to begin to figure that out. But on the flip side, Lou City did a good job creating chances, getting into the final third. The problem is they're getting to the final third, but nothing's happening. They're making poor decisions on the ball, They're not executing on their finishes. Their crosses are not hitting the target, and it's just not sharp enough. And so it comes down to being sharper in the final third, putting their chances away, and then being sharper defensively and staying organized. And it just comes down to attention to details, I really think is what it is. Lucidity with eight shots, five of them on target, 12 shots from Memphis, four on target. Lucidity had the ultimate possession advantage at 53%. um, And corners... 
ultimately went Memphis's way as they had a few of them late in the game, 4-2 to two in favor of Memphis. Of note, remember, no Brian Ombi tonight for Louisville City. He was held out with a precautionary hamstring situation. So if these two were to meet again in the playoffs or down the playoff stretch, uh, City would expect to have Brian Ombi, and that will balance their attack out quite a bit, I would think, because everything tonight seemed to be down the left with Mushigalusa, who had some success, but maybe you can question his, his decision-making in the final third a little, little bit. As you touched on, coming up for City, two of their final three are at home, but the next one on October 1st is on the road. It is Rio Grande Valley, an 8.30 Eastern time kickoff for that game. We'll have coverage for you beginning at 8.15 here on ESPN Louisville in the final two games of the regular season to close it out for Lou City. Detroit at home and Hartford at home on the 5th and the 15th here at Lynn Family Stadium. 7.30 kickoffs for those games. Um, Let's wrap it up. We could talk about this probably for another hour if we really wanted to, the way this game went. Um, But a final thought, kudos to Memphis, credit to Memphis. Um, They're trying to chase Lou City down. They play with such an edge. They maybe use that to their advantage tonight late in the game to find a winner. And as we said, the Eastern Conference now lays in their hands. If Memphis wins out, they will surpass Lou City in the standings no matter what because they do have a game in hand on them right now, and they're only two points behind. Uh, Memphis came here and won this game, I think. It, you can say you, you mentioned Lou City had the game, and it was their game through about the 75th minute. But And you can look at it from the perspective of Lou City lost the game, but Memphis also took the chances that they, that they had, and they did a great job of continuing to cycle balls into the box on both of their goals. I agree. Memphis was absolutely resilient this entire match. They didn't give up no matter what was thrown at them. They continued to fight the entire game, and they they put away the chances that they needed to to win. And that's, I mean, that's what it comes down to is capitalizing on your opportunities. So Memphis, a lot of credit needs to be given to them for how hard they fought this match. But Lou City, I think you're going to be a little bit disappointed in the overall result because I think the performance-wise, it wasn't bad. I don't think they played bad. I don't think that the game was overall awful. It was a terrible game. There was just moments that were really bad. And it's those moments that are defining the game. Whereas sometimes teams have moments that are really bad where they're able to work through, and that's where Lucity has to get through, where their bad moments don't define the outcome of the game. And so I think there are positives to take away. The way they were moving the ball, the speed they were moving the ball at, the movement off the ball, the way they were able to utilize Jorge Gonzalez out on the wing a little bit more, a little differently. They did make a better adjustment in the second half. But the red flags are coming up with being able to clear the ball and the defensive issues that they're having. So again, the final score, Memphis 2 Lou City won. I think one thing is also clear that we should point out in wrapping up. This is now a real true rivalry, I think, between these two teams. So much fire, so much emotion on display tonight for both sides. It was on display in the first meeting back in July. I think a lot of Louisville City fans and certainly some Memphis fans as well would love to see these two teams meet in the playoffs because that will be an entertaining affair, to say the least. A long time to go. Three games to go for Lou City, four to go for Memphis. The Eastern Conference is very much in the balance in terms of that number one seed. That'll do it for us tonight. Again, Lou City goes down and defeats 2-1 to one to Memphis 901. Our thanks to you for joining us. My thanks to Casey Whitfield and Spencer Brown back in the studio for keeping us on air on here on ESPN Louisville. I'm Jeff Milby. We will next speak to you on October 1st. Rio Grande Valley on the road. 8.30 kick for that. 8.15 coverage beginning here on ESPN Louisville. Until then, we say goodbye from Lynn Family Stadium where Lou City went down in defeat once again. The final score tonight, Memphis 2, Lou City 1. Hey, I'm a coroner. It can be a tough job. 
But you know what makes it even tougher? Seeing people senselessly die because they didn't bother to use their seatbelts or senselessly die because they got distracted by their phone. Be safe, Kentucky. Buckle up and put the phone down. Because by the time I see you, it's too late. Paid with funds through the Kentucky Office of Highway Safety. With the Kroger Plus card, it's easy to get lower than low prices for the win. And for every dollar you spend, you earn fuel points, which can add up to $1 per gallon off at the pump for the win. Plus, save every day on groceries and get personalized digital coupons for the win. The Kroger Plus card. All you do is win. Big, big savings. Sign up now at Kroger.com and start saving. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Savings may vary by state. Fuel restrictions apply. At Cooper's Craft, we know the barrel makes the bourbon. That's why we make the barrels. Our master coopers raise our barrels by hand, then toast and char the white oak to craft distinct expressions. From the gentle character of our original 82.2 proof to our bold barrel reserve, 100 proof. We use our barrel expertise to build better bourbon from the ground up. Cooper's Craft. Drink responsibly. Cooper's Craft Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. 41.1 to 50% alcohol by volume. Brown Foreman, Louisville, Kentucky. At UofL Health Urgent Care Plus, the plus makes all the difference. You get convenient, world-renowned care that's backed by a network of academic expertise. Less wait time, plus more advanced technology. Compassionate care, plus no appointment necessary. It all adds up to a smart choice for the best care close by. So don't put your health on hold. That's the power of you. Visit uoflhealth.org. Just because August is behind us, it doesn't mean that there aren't some really hot days ahead. So if your AC isn't ready for these hot fall days, then call DFH Company today at 968-6222. Right now, when you buy a qualifying train HVAC system, receive 18 months special financing. It's hard to stop a train, so call DFH 968-6222 or look them up online at dfhcompany.com. Visit dfhcompany.com for a complete program, eligibility, dates, details, and restrictions. Subject to credit approval. <laughs> 